And good morning, everyone. It is seven minutes after the hour of 8 a.m. It's Saturday. It's October 21st, 2023. Tommy Goloff, your morning mayor in the house. Shaman Tobin, half man, half amazing. Back in Kamloops, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good morning. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing pretty good. I have no complaints. All right. Good deal. Well, uh, the Bobcats are going to take on Sacramento State uh, at Sacramento, and that'll be at 8.30 tonight. Uh, they are 11-point uh, favorite, 11.7-point uh, favorite, and the over-under is 57.2. Uh, so um, we, <laughs> wish, uh, we wish them well. That'll be on our sister station, XL Country, 100.7 on your FM dial. And it's uh, Sweetest Day, Shane. Uh, do you, are you familiar with Sweetest Day? No, but I'm sure it's a special day. But I want to go back to your last comment about the over-under. Boy, it didn't work well at all this last week with the NFL. No. The, o- the over-under and the winners, I, 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 there, there's yeah. no one undefeated in the NFL. Yep. And, and every, you know, every under 45 or even 25 bet. Was, yeah. I mean, the bookies made a killing this last week. They did okay, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, anyway, Sweetest Day is a day uh, where you're supposed to do something sweet for those you love, Shane. So, uh, oh, that's great. Today, I know you got your daughters up there. So, uh, yeah, do something sweet for the daughters. My eldest granddaughter's birthday party is today. Her birthday was on Thursday. Well, there you go. Well, Mm -hmm. now you can get a now you can get her a nice deal today. It's also National Fetch Day. Um, fetch something, Shane, today, I guess. It's National Apple Day. It's National Medical Assistance Day for all uh, you uh, medical assistants out there that don't get the recognition you deserve for the hard work you do. Uh, you have a day. It's National Pet Day for Veterans, so I'm going uh, to take care of my pets today. It's National Reptile Day. Um, I don't have a reptile. Do you ever have a? Do you ever have a reptile as a pet, Shane? Yes, I I did. I have to admit it. One time in my life, back in back in my twenties, you know, best decade of your life. Yeah, that's when you do all the goofy things. Yeah. <laughs> what What did you have? What kind of animal did you have? Oh, I just had a little uh, lizard. Oh, okay. You know, they ran around and didn't do much of anything, really. Just laid, laid under the hot hot light. Yeah, or, there you, you go. Know, on, okay. on, a piece, on a piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, we need to remind you, Bozeman Magazine is doing their Bozeman's Choice. Uh, Shane and I are up for several awards over there. So go to bozemanmagazine.com and uh, click on Bozeman's Choice on the black uh, uh, banner up there at the top of the screen. And we're under media and info, and uh, please uh, vote for us, and we would appreciate that extremely much. I can't imagine how much we would appreciate that from you guys out there. Well, that's true. You got that that right. Yeah. Well, Shane, a lot going on this week. The the Republicans are dysfunctional, (laughs) or or Israeli and Hamas is still going at it. Comer uh, is still after Joe Biden. Uh, the federal deficit went up. Uh, Congress is scrambling for AI privacy rules. Um, uh, you know, and uh, boy, there's <laughs> got Trump. Trump guys uh, pleading guilty. Uh, 
uh, where does this end anyway? We got too much to talk about in a couple hours here. <laughs> well, it ends tonight at midnight, and then it starts all over again. But yeah, you know, historically, th historically, this is probably <laughs> the least relative in the history of mankind over the last hundred thousand years. <laughs> But it's the 21st century, and there's a lot of new technology and, and a lot of um, interesting innovations that have taken place, as you mentioned, AI, uh, mm -hmm. you know, as to, to why Hamas attacked Israel. Um, my feeling is quite clear. The Iranians have a nuke, probably several, I put half a dozen. I put the number at half a dozen. Mm -hmm. So th they have a backup, and so, you know, they use Hamas and... and uh, which is a recognized terrorist group. I, the one thing I didn't understand about your president's uh, speech on Thursday was, number one, it was at the beginning of a football game, so no one watched it. And, uh, you know, there was an NFL game, Thursday night football. And, mm -hmm. and number two, he didn't say anything about recognize, uh, you know, um, Hamas and, and that other Lebanon terrorist organization. Hezbollah, yeah. Hezbollah as mm -hmm. as recognized uh, terrorist organizations by France, the United Kingdom, the EU, Turkey, the, the United States, Canada. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that that that's really uh, unbelievable. The second thing is I don't know why I didn't say in his speech that uh, if you're going to attack Israel in the way that you did, what would you expect would happen? I mean, mm -hmm. like. The, the, they had to have sat down with the intelligence people of the United States because, you know, they, the, the intelligence people in the United States wouldn't have said to them, well, Israel's going to come back at you harder than Schiff and, mm -hmm. and take you out. You know, someone, you'd think someone would have said it to them, but they don't care about their people. We know that now because they use them for human shields. And second of all, the, uh, Iran is paying for all of it, as, as we are told. No, no reason not, not to believe them, but... It's hard for me to understand, just me, mm -hmm. because the Palestinians um, are, are Sunni Arabs, and uh, Sunnis hate the, uh, uh, the Shiites of, of Israel, of Persia. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, Iran's backing the Houthis in uh, Yemen to attack uh, um, Saudi Arabia, and, and apparently that's, you know, I get, uh, they, took the, they took the saying of the CIA, the enemy of my enemy, is my friend. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, I looked it up, Shane. Israel's got 90 nukes. Um, just FYI there. So. We'll, yeah. They say 20 to a hundred. So, yeah. You know, no, 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 but they know they have, I mean, for years, mm -hmm. all through the 60s, 70s and 80s, you know, they admitted they had six. Mm -hmm. And so everyone knew they had them, but now they've refined mm -hmm. them. And, uh, but we don't know how or where they've tested them. I believe they've tested them um, on their, you know, on the out in their desert, Negev Desert. But I, I just don't think the the A E A E E E A A U E or A E E A, the Atomic Energy Commission, um, they would tell anyone, or the U.S. would tell anyone, oh, they you know, someone's testing nukes, but because it's the triggering system that is the big problem with nuclear weapons whether it's an implosion or an explosion mm -hmm. nuke, you know. Yeah. So uh, the bottom line is, uh, you know, as we've discussed, Truman was the last to use one. No one's used one since. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I have no problem seeing that if Iran uses it next, <laughs> a 
you you better look out below, which they said on submarines, but in this case, it's in the caves. You know, someone better yell down the cave, look out below. Yeah. Let's take a phone call. 406-522-TALK is the number. 406-522-8255. Call your own with Tom and Shane. What's up? Hey, good morning, you two bad boys. How's it going? <laughs> hey, Nancy, doing fine. Happy oh, to have okay, you along. This is the weekend, and you're going to be sniffing out mischief. I can just tell. <laughs> hey, Shane, a happy birthday to your oldest granddaughter. I hope uh, that um, she has many, many more, and I'm sure that she will. I, I want to I touch down on three subjects. Uh, the House Speaker... Uh, and this congressional squad, and I have a message for Shane on that northern border. And I don't know, and if there's enough time and you'd like to hear it, I had my shopping trip to Billings uh, this past Tuesday. It was very interesting. But I have to say that the Speaker of the House, I don't know, uh, like you, I don't know what in the hell is going on with the GOP. We've got a handful of people that keeps trying to fight the deep state. And I want to say that Kevin McCarthy, uh, the former Speaker, was not deep state. And uh, Jimmy Jordan is not deep state. He is one of the finest and the hardest working individuals in the Republican Party. He is a true conservative and a very, very good man. He has passed the most legislation in the last three years uh, than the Democrats have in the 28 years. So I don't know what the problem is with Jimmy, but it's just a damn shame. And uh, this guy they got in there now is just a temporary replacement, just Patrick McHenry. He is a total white mouse. And uh, he's just the kind of guy, the bipartisan, that uh, Hakeem Jeffries and Nancy Pelosi and the, want, and the rest of them want, just to, just to toy with and to play around with. So I'm very, very disappointed in the Republican Party. And the squad, uh, excuse me, the congressional squad, uh, I believe that all four of these women should be removed. Uh, they are uh, very ungrateful Americans. And uh, they could have started a domestic um, terror attack right here in the United States with their antics this past week, especially that Rashida Tlaib from Dearborn, Michigan. And since 1795, we have had 15 people removed from our Congress. We do have a law that we can remove bad uh, congressional members. And I think this should be used against them as soon as we get the House back running again. And Shane... I'm horrified at what's going on uh, along the Canadian and the American border. Uh, I don't think that Canada is helping uh, the security of uh, North America. Uh, the crossings of uh, Muslim terrorists on, on the uh, Muslim watch list, terrorist list, uh, is up 34, uh, excuse me, 34 percent. Uh, according to our northern border patrol, and we both have to work together better, ca uh, Canada as well as the United States, to ensure the security of that northern border and also of North America, because we're both going to pay for it in the long run. And I just have to share this. I, I went to Billings um, Tuesday on a shopping trip, and I had $200 in my wallet. So I got down to Billings there in the Heights, and I started my shopping, and I didn't have much in my grocery cart. And I had a 46-pound bag of dog food for 22 bucks. That was the best deal of all. And I got to the meat market, and there's this little old man standing there looking at down at the meat counter, and he looks over at me, and I said, well, what can I afford? And he says, well, not much. 
He says, oh, look, there's a, there's a package of chicken feet. And he said, my grandma used to make me soup out of those when I was a kid. And I said, well, how much are they? And he said, four ninety eight a package. I said, oh, that's too much for chicken feet. I don't eat those anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I get up to the cashier, listen to this. And uh, she says, uh, she rings up, you know, my stuff a little bit. I got four bags of uh, merchandise plus this big bag of dog food. She says, $187. I said, what? She says, $187. I said, oh, my God. So, I, you know, I had 13 uh, bucks left or, or $17 left, and I wanted to go shop at a couple more places, but I couldn't. I ran out of money. And now we've got an administration. Biden wants to give a total package between Israel and Ukraine, $105 billion. Americans, we cannot do this. We cannot fund two wars. And I'm begging you to please, um, even though it doesn't do any good because we don't have a house, please notify uh, your congressmen and your senators and write, 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 and complain and, and protest. We just can't do it. We just cannot do it. So that's my time with you today. I enjoyed myself. I hope you enjoyed it, too. And God bless, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Nancy. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, for the benefit of people uh, listening who may not be familiar with what the squad is, Shane, um, we uh, need to let you know that uh, there's four founding members, and those, of course, um, uh, Alexandria Casio-Cortez, she's from New York 14th District, uh, Elian Omar, uh, she's the uh, uh, Minnesota's 5th District, um, Ayanna Presley, uh, Massachusetts 7th District, Rashida Tlaib, Michigan's 12th District. And then we've got um, Jamal Bowman, uh, uh, New York 16th District. We got Corey Bush, uh, Montana or uh, uh, Missouri's uh, District Number One, sorry. Uh, Craig Cesar, uh, Texas uh, District 35, and Summer Lee, Pennsylvania 12. So that's the eight members of the house squad as they yeah, are, as they're called it's amazing because we, when we look back uh what three four years ago or even more mm-hmm. when it just started out as the five women on the mm-hmm. pelosi i guess it was in 20 when trump got got elected and, mm-hmm. and everybody called them the squad and but they they did the same thing to the democratic party she only had a six-seat majority, Pelosi, mm-hmm. in the House, and uh, they pushed it left to the and created the whole woke situation that evolved from that. And, and so, no, you know, that's what we've been dealing with. Now you have the Republican, I call it the pl- platoon, mm-hmm. because it's eight, eight people, eight members, mm-hmm. that, you know, they have a seven-seat majority now, and uh, they're pushing the, the House and wanting it to be more conservative, like... You know, th- this whole thing about Ukraine and funding it, they, they don't want any more money to go to Ukraine. And your president tried to explain that we're just sending them weapons and the money is actually going to co- contractors of the de- Defense Department to replace the what you know what we supply them. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's quite fascinating how the left deals as harshly with the pl- platoon of the Republicans as the right partially dealt with the uh, the squad. So it, it, it's one of those, uh, it, m- what's mine is mine, and what's yours and yours, and nanny, nanny, nanny. <laughs> of 
From our app, uh, from our app chat line, AM fourteen fifty KMMS on your smartphone. Uh, Twenty two million watch the president's speech, and there's a Joe Morrison running for mayor of Bozeman. And yeah, the ballots went out yesterday for the November seventh uh, election. So if you're a mail in ballot, uh, well, it'll all be mail in ballots, but. Um, yeah, the uh, ballots went out yesterday, so you should be re- be receiving yours sometime soon. Uh, let's see. Great week. Uh, Jim Jordan told uh, number two J6 traders flipped and plead guilty. Trump fined $5 for posting uh, addresses of the prosecutor closing in on the ring leader. Yeah, right. Uh, funding Ukraine is 5% of the defense budget. Sending American-made uh, arms is a bargain. Cheaper than not sending troops to Poland where Putin is at another border or is at their border. So. Yeah, well, that, that's also the Baltic states, you know, mm-hmm. Lithuania and so forth. Mm-hmm. They, they've, always, they've had that situation. I, I, I Look, the, the biggest concern that I see now is that two weeks ago I thought, it was North Korea making some kind of ground effort into South Korea to, you know, to break the armistice of, of 19, back in the 1947 with, uh, or 1952 with uh, uh, the Korean War. Uh, the interesting aspect of all of this is, is what does come next. Because if Iran makes any effort, uh, your president hasn't set any red lines, wouldn't have mattered anyway. Yeah. Most Democratic presidents talk, but they don't do anything. But, you know, there, there's a new chief, uh, head, head, um, chief of staff um, uh, and uh, uh, the joint chiefs of staff, you know, actually an Air Force general, an African-American general. Uh, and, and they've moved, you know, two naval groups. Uh, the, I think it's the third and the fourth uh, naval groups, uh, the uh, Gerald Ford. That's a brand new aircraft carrier, by the way, folks. Mm-hmm. It just finished its uh, two years at sea training. It's a 2.4 trillion Ford class. It's a new class. They have three more ordered. You have 12 now, uh, brand new. Nimitz, uh, the Nimitz uh, Eisenhower, Dwight D. Eisenhower is on its way. It's, it's going through the Gibraltar area right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the remarkable thing is, is you know, what, what happened in the Red Sea, you know, you've got a, a, a destroyer that's in the Red Sea and, uh, you know, it, it took out some uh, booty rockets that were aimed at uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this isn't, uh, so, I mean, the ground action started and it includes the U.S. So, uh, it, you know, Iran's uh, surrogates in, in Iraq attacked uh, the uh, a, a U.S. Um, military uh, set up there and so we'll see how this uh, this goes I, I was relieved to see they did let two hostages go um, I, th- I think there's going to be a trigger point for Hamas to decide yeah they're serious about destroying this that they may come to their they may come to understand that and uh, uh, release more hostages but the interesting Security information, I think, that everybody, including me, was they released these two American hostages in the south of Gaza. So I, you know, now that south Gaza tunnel system is uh, almost as large as Gaza City. 
Uh, it's, it's not quite as deep, but but it it fell to the uh, Egyptians in 2002, and they flooded them out. They flooded all the tun tunnels in in uh, South Gaza. Gaza. So uh, there's two things there that I think are important. Will Israel, who's provided all the water and infrastructure for water for Gaza City, electricity and gas, will, you know, will, will they go in there with Hamas and because they know where the fresh water works are in, in underground in, in Gaza City, and um, all they have to do is uh, open one of that or open those to the tunnels in, in under Gaza City and, and flood them out. That that would this that would this would be a short short situation in just about. <laughs> couple of days to fill up the, the tunnels and where they come out at the top. <laughs> well, I think you're talking about a lot of tunnels and a lot of water. <laughs> I think you better... Water run. moves pretty fast, Thomas. Well, water it does, but fast. you got to have a lot of it. And, and well, they have hundreds the, the of the miles Israelis of tunnel. Do. They have hundreds of yeah, miles of tunnel. Yeah, I understand that. But the Israelis have a lot of waterworks. They, you know, they, they, they've, They've perfected and created all the technology, modern technology, 21st century technology, mm. to convert seawater to fresh water. So, and 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 they do have quite quite, quite an aquifer underneath uh, uh, Israel because of the Red Sea and so forth. Yeah. Uh, from our text line four seven eight eight two nine eight, we can thank Trump for tearing up the Iran deal without a replacement, uh, removing all leverage, and now they have a nuke. What a stable genius! Well, uh, where's the stable genius that got back into the uh, agreement? <laughs> well, I don't think there is one. Expired, <laughs> and it expired just last week, so yeah. now Iran. So now it's over. You know, it's so. now it's open. They can go out and buy arms. They can go out and buy rockets or whatever they want to okay. the, the, yeah the, this is now becoming a very precarious situation mm -hmm. not just for us but them i mean there's yeah. no reason to believe they haven't planned some kind of mm -hmm. terrorist act all right I, I think if the u.s yeah oh we gotta go I yeah watch time. your time you're supposed to go you're supposed to <laughs> There is a uh, there's a caller on the line, Shane. If you'll talk with them, I will return right after the news. Welcome back, everyone. Twenty seven minutes for the top of the hour. It's Saturday. It's October twenty first. It's twenty twenty three. We need to remind you, BozemanMagazine.com. Uh, Tom and Shane up for several awards over there in their Reader's Choice poll, and we wish you would go over and vote for us. Go to BozemanMagazine.com. Click on Bozeman's Choice in the black banner at the top of the page. Uh, we are under Media and Info, and uh, we would appreciate your, vo uh, your vote very much. We have a caller patiently waiting on the line. Uh, Shane has uh, determined is worthy of airtime, so <laughs> we'll pop that person up. How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, listen, I was, I've been listening to you guys this morning as I drive and, you know, the, the thought occurred to me that history does repeat itself. The, the Nazis rose up, uh, uh, and did these type of, uh, criminal acts to 6 million Jews. It's, uh, not incidental that the Jewish people are suffering again, but, uh, you know, it, once in a while, you have to take a lesson from your enemies, and if you want to get uh, Hamas out of the tunnels under Gaza, you simply gas them. Sorry, mm -hmm. it yeah. sounds kind of cruel, doesn't it? Yeah. How does uh, how does stacking up a bunch of little children and burning them to death sound? Does that sound kind in any way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
we're dealing with monsters. And when you deal with monsters, I mean proven monsters, murderers, sick people that will do damage to innocent people, you have to eradicate them. I'm sorry. You know, I've never been a proponent of any kind of genocide or singling out of uh, a certain class or, or of people. That, that, to me, is sick. But that's exactly what Hamas will do if they are left intact anywhere on the earth. Yeah, recently, and, uh, recently I wrote an article uh, that maybe the time has come to rethink the Geneva Convention when you have one side... Uh, not adhering to any kind of rules of engagement and expecting the other side to abide by, you know, humanitarian rules and everything. Um, you know, and before the Geneva Convention, uh, you know, we dropped two bombs on Japan, um, you know, it bombed uh, Berlin, and, um, you know, it was all bets are off. You, you go out to win. And, right. you know, in this case... Uh, you know, the Hamas uh, is using uh, the fact that Israel will play by the rules as a, a defense against them. Right. And, you know, I think I think the minute one uh, enemy breaks the, the rules of the Geneva Convention, they're out the window. Yeah. Or you set a time that's, limit or something like that where you go all in and, it, it, you know, you go all out for 60 days or something like that. Yeah, do you think that Iran will abide by the Geneva Conventions once they have a stockpile of uh, <laughs> of nukes, tactical nuclear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure they will. They'll, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, they'll, <laughs> they'll check the they'll check the rules off yeah. on the Geneva Convention before they That's bomb right. the heck out of Israel. Hand over that. heart and uh, you know, hand on the Koran yeah. and <laughs> right yeah, over exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and one la one other thing, if I could tell us, uh, I, I won't dominate the time here, but, uh, you know, we have a mayoral uh, election coming up here in Bozeman. I'm very concerned about the uh, people who are running for mayor, and um, one of them has stated that the um, that our economic system needs to be thrown out. That's Mr. John Meyer, mm -hmm. and uh, he seems to be a front runner. And then uh, another one, the young guy, you know, Got nothing against them except these are purely socialist people. Yeah, they all they, are. I mean, there's nobody to vote for. There's no one to vote for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no one that will bring any kind of sanity. And yeah. I've heard business, local business people here. You know, I'm one of them, <laughs> who say, "Well, nobody that's in business wants to run because they'll ruin their business." So I got news for all of us: these people are out to ruin our business. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of business owners live outside of Bozeman and can't run. You know, that's another well, issue that know, I've heard from time to time. But you know what? They all have employees, and a lot yeah. of them live in Bozeman. There, you know, true. I, I'm not mm -hmm. buying any of those excuses. Yeah, I I don't really. Yeah, I I think if you know if you're called to you know if you see a wrong and want to right it, uh, I don't think uh, losing uh, you know a couple customers is going to stop you from doing it, or shouldn't. Boy, it's Sure shouldn't. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. All I right. appreciate it. Hey. I'll, I'll listen in. All right. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Don't forget to vote in the BozemanMagazine.com. <laughs> so, yeah, running for mayor in Bozeman, Sydney Andrus. Uh, couldn't be more left. John Mayer couldn't be more left. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Joseph Morrison. Uh, 
for uh, uh, city commissioner, uh, Roger Blank is running. Jennifer Magic is running. And for municipal court uh, judge, uh, Carolina Tierney is uh, running. And over in uh, Belgrade, um, let's see, we've got uh, for mayor, we've got uh, Brad Cooper and Russ Nelson. Russ Nelson uh, being uh, a former mayor over there as well. Uh, for a municipal court judge, they got Kathleen Brandis and Christopher Gregory. So I uh, don't have any information on uh, either of those people. I've, I've talked to Russ Nelson quite often, seems to be a logically thinking person. So uh, I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see from our, from our app chat line, Shane, AM 1450 KMMS in Bozeman, uh, right on John says, so what you're saying, Tom, is that 21 million viewers fell asleep before their regular bedtime while watching the Biden speech. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Right on John is on the case. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Um, last week you mentioned there were five or six uh, liberal ser- serial texters. If callers can only call a show once per week, these cars with texters should have the same limits of one text per show. Uh, I've listened to your show for 20-plus years, but lately when the crazy texts come in rapid fire, I just walk away from the radio. Well, we got to put on both sides. And, and one of the reasons that I show the... Um, the uh, liberals is uh, it's more a demonstration of uh, misinformation or uninformation or uninformed, uninformed people who are texting us. So it's, which is strange because, well, the reality is it's it's strange. Mm -hmm. What's amazing is they know how to text and knowing how to text means Mm -hmm. they have social Mm -hmm. media, which means the social media they're watching Mm -hmm. isn't informing them. Yeah. And, and and that in itself is is quite quite remarkable. I, I I was amazed to find out and see this week that Google announced that you know since the sixth uh, of October they've uh, taken down seven hundred and fifty thousand uh, you know uh, people on on Google and uh, and their videos and uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty remarkable because. Uh, it, it's amazing that the videos that everyone did see got through somewhere on, mm-hmm. on you know on social media because they they wanted so much i think a lot of it was on facebook who apparently took over 300,000 down mm-hmm. I, I i think most of the videos that they initially put up are still up unlike your congresswoman's uh, comments uh, you know about uh, the israelis and uh, it's it's amazing that you actually have someone in your Congress, who's elected and wants the destruction of the Jewish people, um, you know, and it's, you know, well, it's like I, I have said before, when you go back, you know, to the election in, in 1932, right, uh, mm-hmm. 29 Congress, uh, KKK congressmen were elected and 16 KKK uh, senators were elected mm-hmm. from the South yeah. to your House and Senate. So, I mean, I, I guess that, you know, here we are again. That's what hundred years, years later. Now, you know, now they're supporters of these Nazis. I, I yeah. it's, it's quite. Amazing. From our text line four seven eight eight two nine eight. I agree with the last caller. Truly sad, sadly necessary. As the woke, heartless, soulless left goes, they only hate the Jewish people is because of the relationship between BB and Trump. <laughs> That's as far as their minds go. Stuck on stupid and dope sick. <laughs> it's Jan, damn it. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, pretty hard for them to make an argument when you look at what Trump had, had happened to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I, I, I look at this situation with the two uh, American hostages being related to having to do with Qatar. Uh, Qatar is a major, uh, 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 you know, mm -hmm. ally of the U.S. As you know, the Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and, and Trump was one un, uh, under the an accord that, that he tried to bring peace between them and Israel and have them all recognize Israel. Um, the PLO, the Palestinians, recognize Israel's right to exist, but other countries don't. But the the point I want to make is I I think the the Prince of the Emirate or of Qatar. Uh, went to the hotel that the, you know, leader of Hamas lives in, because yeah. that's where he's living, in yeah. a nice big suite at the top of the hotel. Yeah. I think he went up there and he said, you enjoy being our guest? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you better let some hostages go, or if not, all of them, because you're mm -hmm. our guest here. So mm -hmm. in, in, in ways, people see you as a hostage. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really don't want you here. <laughs> so I, there's always that, to, you know, because they're saying that Qatar somehow is involved in all this, and well, well, Qatar yeah, has Hamas uh, uh, there, and there are Hamas uh, units in in Qatar. I know, I, and yeah. the leader mm -hmm. of Hamas is in Qatar. So, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. That's their that's their connection. That's pretty yeah. close. <laughs> uh, let's see. If Hamas was destroyed today, the same group will be back in a couple of years under a different name. Remember ISIS? Yeah, Al Qaeda, ISIS. Uh, yeah, once you. It's whack-a-mole, Shane. Uh, as soon as you get one, you get the other one. So, Well, yeah, I think the, the way they raise and educate your children is generation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it yeah. goes from generation to generation. So all the teenagers and young men, that are young teenage men and mm -hmm. children that are being taught this, they'll just yeah. take the place of mm -hmm. their parents and be even more angry because their parents are dead. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's, just, it's just one of those things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, con yeah. Forget the con Geneva Convention. Forget the Constitution. Well, has hasn't the Biden administration kind of kicked the Constitution to the to, to the curb <laughs> to a large degree? Um, I'd like to cover real quick uh, in this first or second block, since we have a few minutes left. That all a Hill Arab Hospital that uh, the media, particularly the U.S., told the world was hit by an Israeli rocket and. And uh, uh, Hamas said 500 people were killed. Um, th there's no question there was a loss of life, several dozen. Uh, they had video, uh, drone video, and chatter that they recorded having uh, uh, Hamas admitting it was another sect of, of anti-Jewish people, you know, an another sect mm -hmm. that fired a rocket and it blew up. Um, Three things you need to know. First of all, 33% of the rockets they fire out of Gaza Strip uh, don't make it even out of their territory. They land in their own territory and do damage because they're you know, made out of old pipes in shops in, in Gaza. Mm -hmm. The other thing is is that this 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 hospital has an incredible history. It was it was uh, been in operation since 1882 by the Church Mission Society of England, the Church of England. Um, in, in 1954 to 1982, uh, the medical mission of the Southern Baptist Convention took over, which I'll comment to real quick. And then it, uh, since 1980, uh, the hospital has been run by the Episcopal Church in Jerusalem. Um, and the International Charities has embraced the Middle East. Now, embrace the Middle East is interesting. 
it, it's it's like the Southern uh, Baptist Convention. Now, uh, if you're a believer in Christ, if you're a Christian in the New Testament, then you believe that the Lord will come back. He will rise again. Uh, he, there's a number of things that uh, people in this religion, uh, and I'm one of them, believe several things have to occur for that to happen. Uh, one of the most important things that has to occur is in the city of Jerusalem itself. It's called the Dome of the Rock. A lot of you that are Christians and know about this, read about this. I, you, I'm, I'm not informing you, but our other listeners, I am. It's, a, it's an, an Islamic a mosque, the Al Aqsa, and the, the um, it was um, originally um, built in 691 B.C. and uh, it, it replaced the second Jewish temple which was built um, to replace the destroyed Solomon's temple. So, um, and was rebuilt, of course, the second temple by Herod the Great. Uh, th that was destroyed by the Romans when the Israels up, you know, uh, revolted against them in 70 BC. And um, so th this is holy ground of both these religions. Now the original dome um, of this Islamic uh, temple collapsed in 1015 and was re was rebuilt built in 1022. Um, this is the center of uh, Palestine, Eastern Palestine, in Israel, uh, in in the part of uh, Jerusalem they still hold, which includes this temple. Uh, and I now I go back to the Southern uh, Baptist. Now this Christian group has for years sent uh, medicine and and medical people and and food and everything to uh, people. In Jerusalem and, and Palestine, because they believe the collapse or the destruction of this temple will, is one of the final things that has to happen under the New Testament for 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 Christ to come back. And and there, you know, if you've ever seen movies or anything about you know the Southern Baptists, they're they're a pretty uh, uh, amazing sect of the Christian religion. So I know I did a lot of context there, but. This becomes a very difficult thing because people won't want to talk about, and the media won't tell you about the several hundred um, uh, Palestinian, Palestinians that have died, Islamic young men that have died in the last uh, several years, uh, rioting and, and, and challenging the, the Israeli government. Plus, we all know that for over a year, the entire country of Israel has been split over this restructuring of their legal system in their Supreme Court by none other than Netanyahu. So all, now this all comes back together and sides have been taken and, and the sword is drawn. So it, it's a matter of when they take the tip of the sword and, and, and uh, you know, thrust it into Gaza City to, to see how this may or may not end up. Hmm. Well, okay. Good job. I know it was long, but I wanted to, it, yeah. I think it had to be said so yeah. people know. No, good job in there. So, All right, let's see. Um, well, the other thing um, that, uh, you know, what, what do we really know about uh, Hamas uh, started in 1988, uh, according to the Council of Foreign Relations anyway, and um, – Material and uh, functional support from Iran, obviously, we pretty well know that, uh, according to the U.S. government and the Council on Foreign Relations. And uh, uh, 
ran broadly complicit in these attacks, uh, whether they admit to it or not, Shane. I think we pretty well know that. That's right. Uh, so it's yeah. pretty, uh, you know, pretty well, pretty well. Well, they don't deny it. You, you, no. you can, there's all kinds of interviews of Iranians. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and now they've made all kinds of threats. Mm-hmm. In the last week, they've made several threats. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty sad situation. Well, the top commander in Gaza uh, bragged that the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard uh, general uh, killed by the U.S. in Baghdad in 2020, that was Soleimani, uh, had uh, contacted the leadership of uh, Al-Qism brigades or whatever, uh, Hamas uh, military wing, as well as with the leadership of the uh, military wing of the Islamic uh, Jihad and offered them the guards full support. So, so uh, once Soleimani was killed by a drone uh, outside Baghdad airport, that was in back in 2020, Shane, January 3rd, both Hamas and Islamic Jihad recently held military drills in the Gaza Strip, as did Hezbollah in uh, southern uh, Lebanon. And this one thing that's different between Clinton and Trump, Clinton, Clinton had the same opportunity of taking out you-know-who, mm-hmm. you know, back, yeah. back in 98, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. But when they came to Trump about this guy in Baghdad, mm-hmm. you know, Getting off an airplane and getting yeah. into it, take him out, take him out now, pull yep. the trigger, mm-hmm. get on the phone, do it now, put up the video, I want to watch it. You know, yeah. like, and and that's the difference. Uh, these people, th- these people, uh, uh, as a religious sect, and and they're you know they're a sect to Islam. Yeah, um, th- this is all they know. Uh, you know, Muhammad was their prophet. Uh, they don't believe that he is the prophet to to come back, but they would like that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they follow his guidelines. And and um, a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't last week, I said, I said to people, you, you should read the Quran. It, it's not a bad book of poetry. There's some incredible poetry in there about the desert. But yeah. there's some guidelines that are very specific about all things. It's like the Old Testament and the mm-hmm. Hasidic Jews. You know, Hasidic Jews can't touch women. And, you know, the, the, it's the opposite, of course, with, with Islam. Uh, you can touch anyone. So it's, uh, it, it's one of these dangerous things. It, it says in there, uh, if you attack your enemy, take hostages. You, mm-hmm. They become valuable later. Yeah. And if you, if you attack, make sure you're, you're mean, cruel, and vengeful uh, so that when they see what you're willing to do, you strike fear in your enemy. I I don't think he read the art of war because it wasn't around then. But it, you know, it's quite interesting. If you interpret the art of war, there's similar sayings in there. So yeah, this is something man's been doing for ten thousand years. We shouldn't be surprised. Nor should uh, these people in Gaza be surprised with what's happened. Yeah. Well, according to the U.S. National Counterterrorism Center, Hamas uh, primarily operates in Gaza, but also has a presence of the West Bank, where the Israeli government and the Palestinian Authority control different parts of the of the uh, Palestinian territory. Uh, the uh, The group formed in 1987 uh, is Palestinian. That's Hamas. I'm talking about a branch of the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, an Islamic uh, political movement that was founded in Egypt in 1928. And in 2007, uh, Hamas ousted the uh, Palestinian Authority from power in Gaza 
and I'm I'm thinking Shane, this might be a, a, a Saddam Hussein type election. Uh, if you don't vote for Hamas, your house and your children and everything else is going to be in serious trouble. So, yeah, I like, the, I like yeah. the Mexican cartels, silver yeah. or lead. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, which do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hezbollah is also ran back to, uh, with a political party and a military uh, wing that's been designated a foreign terrorist by the U.S., uh, which refers to the group as Hezbollah. Hezbollah also opposes Israel, and the two sides have fought against each other before. But Hezbollah is based in South Lebanon, uh, which borders Israel. It operates as a militia alongside Lebanon's armed forces, according to the CIA World Factbook. And Hamas and Hezbollah follow different divisions of Islam. Hamas is predominantly Sunni, and the religion uh, single biggest group that a majority of several countries follow, including Egypt. Hezbollah is a Shiite group, and uh, the religion's second largest division that Iran's population uh, overwhelmingly follows. So that maybe that clears up the two that they're not they're well, friendly enemies, I guess. It. Yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 we're, I know we only have a couple of minutes, but everyone's talking about the, the northern border. The one that's important, of course, is with Syria, not really with Lebanon, because the president of Lebanon came out and said, we, we, we don't want to have a war, you know, uh, with Israel. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we had one 20 years ago and they destroyed Beirut. We, we haven't even rebuilt half yeah. the city yet. So every, everything that's, you know, everything that's new, we don't want to see disappear. Now, they there have been erratic firings of rockets and stuff from Lebanon. But, you know, the terrorist group up there, you know, they're claiming they've got 150,000 rockets. Uh, so mm -hmm. th clearly th there's a level of madness to all of this. But remember, th mm -hmm. this is very generational. I, I, I mean, yeah. you know, when you look at what happened with the issue in East in Eastern Europe and in, in Yugoslavia after the breakup, Serbia, uh, you know, the <clears throat> Christians and Jews were fighting there. Yeah. One of the transitional uh, things in, in, in their guidelines was you couldn't kill someone on their property. <laughs> but, but if they walked out the front gate, you could shoot them. Okay. So I, yeah, that's how go. bad it is. Yeah. All right. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this segment here. We still got two full hours to go. Don't forget, MSU's taking on Sacramento State tonight uh, at 830 there in Sacramento, California. So uh, check that out on our sister station. 100.7 on your FM dial, XL Country. And uh, don't forget to vote for Tom and Shane. Bozeman Magazine, uh, Bozeman's Choice, Reader's Choice. And uh, go to bozemanmagazine.com. Click on the uh, black banner, uh, Bozeman's Choice. And Tom and Shane are under media and info. And Tom and Shane will return right after this. Seven minutes after the hour, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. It's Saturday. It's October 21st, 2023. Isn't the 21st supposed to be the beginning of something, Shane, like spring or summer or autumn or fall or I don't know. Seems, seems like today ought to be some kind of a thing or something for <laughs> From our text line, 478-8298, Shane is correct. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Uh, prophecies are being met. Uh, some are aware. Most have their heads in the sand. I'm aware and scared. Scared but necessary. I watched the video Operation Blackout, and it didn't surprise me. I would love to know every single reason why this mother and daughter were released. Thank God they were, but what and why those two? I really want to drill down and find out. So 
Maybe Shane can work on that between now and next week, uh, find out why these two uh, were uh, released, Shane. Was it uh, to make some kind of deal behind the scenes somewhere, or what happened there? Well, I explained in the second block what my feeling is. The leader of you know, uh, Hamas is in Qatar living in a beautiful hotel, and the prince of Qatar went up and said to him, mm-hmm. do something, yeah. stop this. Anyway, I just one more thing that I think really has to be mentioned because no one in the press has, and I'll, I'll try and be quiet and only answer questions you ask me. Uh, for those that don't know, there's principally six religions of the world today. Um, the Buddhist religion isn't really a religion, it's a philosophy. And there's about 600 million plus, that most of which of whom live in India. Um, the Hindus, who are uh, you know, they're back from even before the time, uh, well, they have ancient history and they're pagans. And uh, there's 400 million and, and most of them live in India as well. Yeah, the Christians, about 1.2 million. The Muslims, about 1.5. And the Sikhs of Pakistan, there's about 45 million. And then you have the Jews. Now, before in 1935, there were, <clears throat> there were about uh, 15 million um, Jews, and, and keep in mind, this religion started in 98 BC. So when, when you take into account the, the, the size of these, um, I, which I've given you the first, uh, the Muslims, there's 1.5 billion. Um, it's a very small religion, um, but it has had incredible um, impact on, on the development and the success of mankind into the 20th century. 21st century with technology and innovation and imagination and invention. Uh, but the interesting thing about this is this. Uh, uh, they lost 6 million during World War II. That brings that would bring the population from, you know, uh, to, to 25 million to 14 million. And today there's around 18 million worldwide. Well, over 9 million of them live between the corridor of, of Montreal and, and New York. That, that's incredible. I mean, half the Jewish population of the world lives in Canada and the United States. And, you know, in Israel, there's about six to eight million Jews in, in, in Israel. So this not it's not a, I guess you'd say politically, a well-represented group or minority. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very vulnerable, vulnerable of, of being wiped out. And that, that's why this is so, those that understand this, in, in, including secular Democrats, you know, they, they believe in the greatness of man. They don't believe in any God. It's so, it's so important. So that, that's why this is causing so many people to be so upset, and particularly those uneducated at your college campuses. What do you think about what's going on in your country with all these demonstrations in support of, of the Palestinians? Well, again, if you if you thought if uh, if you were on the fence as to whether colleges are liberal or conservative, <laughs> I think that that's been put to rest. The jury's back on that on that thing, and uh, the verdict's in. Yeah, uh, that's true. You know, because uh, it, it's obvious that they're uh, uneducated and have no clue. Uh, none of them have looked up the history. I think the other night you saw uh, somebody say, instead of calling it Palestine, they call it Palestine or Pal something. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, they couldn't even pronounce it. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, 
it's a bad situation. I, I'm thankful I have not heard of any reports of any Jewish or uh, Palestinian um, uh, demonstrations here at our college, uh, MSU. Uh, if if there has been, uh, by all means, 522-TALK, let, let us know. But it certainly hasn't been reported any, any, any news that I've seen here locally that there's, you know, I mean, they've... <laughs> We're notorious for marching for Black Lives Matter, gay rights, transgenders, you name it. Uh, you know, if there's some if there's some front page story, uh, MSU takes to the main street with their signs and uh, walk up and down and go to the library and have uh, big testimonial uh, speeches and everything. But I haven't seen anything regarding either uh, support of Israel or support of uh, of the Palestinians or support of Hamas or anything like that from MSU. So that's where we that's where we find ourselves. So yeah, well, I, I think that the most extreme example of anti-Semitism and anti-Jew belief mm-hmm. in your country came from Harvard this last or you know, over the last two weeks. Uh, a group of of uh, legal students at Harvard, as you know, like mm-hmm. two or three hundred, signed a letter opposing Israel. Yeah. and and supporting uh, Hamas. Now here's a college is one of the oldest in your country they have a 27 billion dollar endowment fund mm-hmm. harvard yeah. does not have, have to charge for people to go to its school they have because of their endowment fund it's so large <coughs> not a big come it's not a big school area wise so they have all the money they need for ma- maintenance or rebuilding or building new schools or whatever second of all they have enough money to pay all the people that teach there mm-hmm. the professors and so forth the administration but here they have this money, and they actually had the audacity this last week to ask the people that contribute to the endowment fund to send more money to help the Palestinian students on their campus and deal with this situation. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all having issues, and, and they need counseling. What, are you kidding me? Yeah. What? Well, anyway, what's basically happened is a lot of uh, Jewish businessmen have demanded the names of these people that signed this letter uh, because they've said, oh, we, are, we don't want our law firms or companies hiring them. Mm-hmm. So anyone graduating from Harvard, you know, class of 23, 24, you know, don't, don't send any suggestions to us because we don't have anything to do with it. And mm-hmm. I, they got raked more for doing that. Yeah. Then Harvard did for asking for more money for to, to you know to help these people with the concerns they have. And mm-hmm. these are the kinds of extreme things that are happening that you yeah. look at as an individual. You know, you, even you don't have a dog in the race, right? Because you're not Jewish or or mm-hmm. uh, or Muslim, right? No. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm Catholic or I'm Christian. Yeah. But I, I look at this and I go, wow, that's. Mm-hmm. Isn't that racism? I mean, on both sides, like, aren't yeah. They, what's where's the woke movement? Why aren't these people being, you know, yeah. taken out or whatever? D, you know, you know, D, yeah. I don't know. Well, the other thing I too, Shane. Talk, it's so yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, um, I wrote another article uh, this past week on uh, the news should show the news as it is. Um, yes, right. You know, back in back in the day when John Dillinger was gunned down in Chicago, yeah. they flashed his body everywhere. I mean, there's pictures of him laying there with his tongue hanging out on the on the slab. You know, Bonnie and Clyde are all shot up. They're they're laying there, uh, 
surrounded by police officers and everything. And <laughs> even even the Holocaust, we saw uh, Jewish folks in ditches to be huh. mass burials. I mean, we saw all that stuff. The news didn't sugarcoat it or, you know, you know whatever. And I'm wondering right now, if you're going to have decapitated kids and people burned alive or whatever, let's, let's you know, if you want to give a disclaimer, uh, look away, uh, you leave the room or whatever. But I think it's time that, you know, I've, I've been in war. I've seen war up close and personal. It's not, it's not something you want to look at, Shane. It just isn't. No. Uh, and and, uh, and, we, but, and we know the story. We, we know the story of Eisenhower. Yeah. When, when he went, went to one of these camps after, they, you know, mm -hmm. they took over Germany and he went in. And, and, he, and he saw the, the, the unbelievable things that went on, the yeah. ovens, and oh, the yeah. starvation. And, and he ordered the men to gather every person in the city that was less than a mile away, the, a German city. Mm -hmm. It was over 20,000 people, including children. And he forced them to walk to this camp to yeah. realize how close it was to their city mm -hmm. and to walk all the way through the camp yeah. and back home. And then as they were leaving, as they were leaving, they were given a letter from him saying, how could you have allowed this to happen mm -hmm. and not known? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the way things were done back then. Now, that's of course, right. yeah. uh, you know, we sugarcoat everything that, oh, my God. We don't want to offend anybody. We won't, don't want people rioting in the streets, you know. Well, we saw what happened with George Floyd, uh, you know, who was not killed by that policeman, by the way. The autopsy proved that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. this guy's doing 20 years regardless. And, uh, you know, uh, the bombing of the hospital. I don't know if that was an Israeli rocket or a Hamas rocket. I don't know that oh, for no, sure. They have, Tom, they have the video. and they It doesn't have matter, the... Shane. It doesn't matter. I don't know, personally, that it was well, done. Well, first of all, it, 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 it didn't hit the, the hospital. It hit it the hit parking lot. Parking. But, and it did some damage. I've looked it up I, on, on some I know, site. I know. You can find it. And, and it did do mm -hmm. some damage to the hospital, some. Mm -hmm. But the hospital's not been shut down. And it's still operating, and it's still Christian-operated. And, oh, by the way, wh where's the media on that? Why would Israel attack the only Christian hospital in Gaza City? Yeah. Well, that's not the point. The point is— That is the point. No, it isn't. No. The, <laughs> yeah, the, they wouldn't do it. Well, whether they would or they wouldn't, you know, I don't know. And I do. Well, <laughs> you've, been, you've been convinced by the news media— that it was a Hamas rocket that went awry. That's what you've been convinced of. Well, I've, I've been convinced by the information that Israel provided, the drone footage they have, mm -hmm. and, and the um, audio, audio, audio uh, mm -hmm. communication between uh, mm -hmm. the, the different sects of Hamas and them talking about which one fired the rocket. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, they, they, sure. You can't deny that. Sure, and there's no artificial intelligence uh, anywhere else. So. What? <laughs> I mean, you can create anything today, Shane. I'm just saying the news doesn't report things accurately. I'm not saying this. They re Well, we know they reported inaccurately because they said Israel bombed the hospital. All the news well, media Hamas sent that out. 500, 500 people died. Now, now it's yeah. less than... Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what it doesn't I'm saying. matter how many died. It's terrible, but it's, it's like 120. It's like... It doesn't matter. The point is, the 
the fact that the news media released that Israel bombed this hospital was the catalyst that started the demonstrations at the, at the universities in mass and around the world in mass, and it was wrong. Well, do you remember the Tunisian back in 2010 that lit himself on fire? And, and resulted in, you know, the collapse of, uh, of all the <laughs> Arab countries in, along the Mediterranean and in North Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. We went from Tunisia to Algeria to uh, Libya to Egypt and, and right through the, the Middle East. So uh, mm-hmm. here we are, you know, less than 20 years later and, and less than 100 years later for this type, type of thing to occur. Mm-hmm. And it just tells you... I mean, 20 years ago, there was lots of social media. But when you think of the media that was around compared to today 100 years ago when this occurred, it's pretty scary to realize how wars, global wars, can can find themselves happening. Yeah, and in my article, I posted a couple pictures of uh, the Chicago Tribune uh, talking about... uh, uh, December 7th, uh, Pearl Harbor, and referring to the Japanese as Japs. And (laughs) I don't think you could do that today. (laughs) You know, so, but, you know, I'm I'm disappointed that the news uh, censors what we see. Yes, it's very sad. uh, uh, Preminger, Otto Preminger, the great director, created a movie back in the 60s called Exodus, I happened to decide because I own it to watch it this last week. And I started crying because I, when, when you see in that movie, uh, Paul Newman, he's great, beautiful blue eyes. That guy was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the great escape on his, uh, you know, motorcycle when, yeah. you know, Steve McQueen. Of Apollo. Yeah. Steve McQueen, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Paul Newman was in the movie. And it was just, yeah. it, what, what, what Israel went through to come about Mm-hmm. And be recognized by the world, first of all, by the United States. It's uh, to, to come from 1948, May 19th to today is, uh, boy, it's staggering, Thomas. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing. So, you know, I want to spend a little time on uh, the uh, gun laws in uh, Israel uh, because we. Uh, only 140,000 of the 9 million people uh, in Israel have guns or have a gun permit, I should say. Well, gun permit. Yeah. Anyone that's been in the military has a gun. No, they don't. Yeah. Outside of the people. I, know, can't find, I can't find anywhere. Uh, active well, duty, yes. Uh, past duty, no. They don't have a gun. I can't find anywhere where past any past duty um, uh, person who served in the because it's a requirement in in Israel okay. that you do military service, but that's right. Uh, you you don't keep your gun because okay. only because only one hundred forty thousand uh, four thousand people applied for a permit in twenty twenty three. They also <clears throat> you can only purchase one handgun, and uh, they up the uh, ammunition from fifty rounds to a hundred rounds. And uh, so the eligibility uh, is really pretty strict. Uh, you know, you've you've got to uh, uh, you've you've got to be a, a resident of where you 
uh, where you live for three years. You've got to uh, get a doctor's permit uh, or doctor's evaluation of you. Uh, you've got to have uh, you know, self-defense test. You, you've got to have a legitimate reason for having a gun. Um, just that you're afraid for yourself or your family isn't good enough. So, um, yeah, they don't have a Second Amendment in uh, Israel. So, um, uh, yeah, the Israel uh, <coughs> announced that uh, there's uh, only 1.5% of the civilian population has a license to own a gun in, uh, in Israel. So, yeah, it's, uh, uh, they're, they're extremely strict there. Uh, you have to take uh, four and a half hours of training, uh, you've, um, uh, you also have to have a basic knowledge of Hebrew and provide a health declaration from a doctor. And you got to pass an interview with the police, pay a licensing fee, buy the gun and be trained at a shooting range. So, so that's where we are. And if you've been in the military before you, uh, it's a little easier to get a gun because you've already been trained and all the stuff, but, uh, but you have to have a legitimate reason and still pass all the things, uh, for getting a gun. So that's where Israel is at the moment, but they are, they are trying to relax those, um, because of the recent events, they want more people to have access to self-defense, uh, because they didn't have any self-defense when they were dragged out of their homes and shot and killed in the streets. Wow. Yeah. So, like I say, I've seen war up close and personal. It's not pretty. And the Vietnamese did exactly the same thing. I mean, they, right. Yeah. I mean, no, no rules of engagement there. You know, even though they were members of the Geneva Convention, they didn't care. And the Viet Cong certainly didn't care. They were, they were the Hamas of the, the Vietnam. We had the Vietnam regulars that were in uniform like we were and, of course, we had Viet Cong, which were civilian fighters, guerrilla fighters. All right. Glad we got that out of the way, huh? Sure. <laughs> well, the Biden administration, Shane, they want three and a half billion for grid resilience measures. They want they want to prop up the grid with three point five billion. What do you think? <laughs> Too little, too late. Well, we know it's a joke. Yeah. It's just cover. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just political cover. What he knows is mm -hmm. there's total support for Israel because, you know, the, the Jewish electorate in your country has been Democrat since FDR, basically. Yeah. Um, number one. Number two, um, they know that uh, people are upset about the border. So if he keeps throwing money at it, he's saying, you know, it's shut down. He can keep saying it's shut down. But the problem that he has is that these two issues on either side of the one in the middle, which is Ukraine, mm -hmm. is over. I mean, Americans are tired of this war in Ukraine and being told that it's in our best interest and they're degrading the Russians. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> we saw this, excuse me for coughing, we saw this back in, in the Clinton administration, or excuse me, back in the Carter administration in Afghanistan when the Russians were in 
Afghanistan. And, and you know, they fought there for over 10 years, and then they put their legs between their, you know, their tail between their legs, and they left. And they're, they, you know, they bordered the country. Uh, of course, uh, they left because the U.S. was supporting what turns out to be, you know, 9-11. And uh, what, so it, it, it bounces back and forth. The, 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 the issue you're dealing with is a religious one, and no one wants to admit it, all right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the bottom line is Christians want to draw people to them. Uh, Muslims want everyone to be one or die. You have one of two choices, you know? You can, well, three. You, you can pay a fee not to be a Muslim, which you're going to bank, go bankrupt and die, or you die, or you become a Muslim. That's it. Those are your three choices as far as the Muslim religion is concerned. And no other religion has that caustic position. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, they're now eight, eight, eight and a half billion people on the planet, 1.7 billion people. So yeah. they will continue to grow. There We've talked about it over the years. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this segment. Uh, coming up at 10 o'clock, um, last week I promised uh, we would hear from uh, um, uh, Rabbi uh, Bur uh, Brooke, and I uh, finally got the recording to work, so we're going to hear that at 10 o'clock. So stay tuned for that. So talking about the uh, uh, Russia, or Russia, the Israeli and Hamas situation in, uh, in uh, Israel. And coming up, of course, uh, 8.30 tonight, uh, the cash take on Sacramento State. That'll be on our sister station, XL Country, 100.7 on your FM dial. Shane, I'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. 27 minutes before the top of the hour. It's Saturday. It's October 21st, 2023. want to remind you the Bobcats will be at Sacramento State at uh, 8.30 tonight. That'll be on our sister station, 100.7 on your FM dial, XL Country. And sorry I'm out of breath. I <laughs> jumped down the hall to uh, visit the facility, and uh, <laughs> I'm old. You know, <laughs> can't run up and down the uh, or can't run up and down the hallways anymore. So <laughs> I apologize. Well, the Biden administration, uh, 3.5 billion for uh, grid resilience measures. And uh, the administration uh, has projected the funds will result in more than 35 gigawatts of new renewable energy being uh, brought online. It also projects that 75% of the projects will involve partnerships. Are you ready, Shane? Partnerships with the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. This is kind of a union uh, gift, Shane. Because it's an election year, and we need union votes. It's uh, incredible. Trillions spent over, th what, 30 years now. Yeah. And uh, renewables uh, account for 21.3% of your uh, grid. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, windmills, 10.3%, uh, and dams, 6%. Um, I'm, I'm really disappointed by the reality of the windmills off the coast, the east coast of the United States, because sensing beings called whales communicate like for thousands of miles underwater, and any sensing being has thought and reason. So if that's impeded because of the fact that sound is what is a big part of their lives, 
uh, they probably would go mad from the horrific noise being generated by these windmills and uh, the fact that they're, you know, they're sounding, as, as it's referred to in science, is bouncing off these huge, uh, you know, uh, pieces of um, engineering that man has created. Mm -hmm. And I, I think these uh, beach, beaching of all these uh, whales in, on, the, on the East Coast is they're going mad. And, and mm -hmm. there's nowhere for them to go. They can't get away from it. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so they go mad because they're a sentient being and, and they just go up on shore to get away from the noise. Yeah. That, that's my feeling from everything I've read. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I use that out of, uh, out of context because it, it, we've talked about this, uh, this photovoltaic, and this is your government, right? This is the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the EIA. As you go, I'm not making this up. They'll tell you that it's 3.3%. So the trillions, trillions of dollars you spent on solar panels and so forth have done absolutely nothing. Uh, now, the mm -hmm. second thing uh, most important is an electric pulse, an electric magnetic pulse. Um, that takes out everything. It takes out electric cars. It takes mm -hmm. out your phone. It takes out the towers. It takes out power. And this is why I would love to see Montana go off the grid and create its own, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, power grid within the state to protect you and harden it. You can harden it from a, a pulse, mm -hmm. but... Uh, my feeling is, is the Chinese ran these balloons uh, as a test. And because of the reaction, I think they're amazed. So they're probably thinking, well, let's put some eggs on them. Yeah. Put something on them. Yeah. But, you mm -hmm. know, one nuke mm -hmm. at 50,000 feet over central of the United States and your grid goes down. And mm -hmm. it would take literally 20 years. The U.S. would go back to being in the, you know, 17, 1800s. So. Yeah, yeah these, these things are have to be talked about. And, of course, this is another political mm -hmm. effort on the part of the president administration to answer concerns by the, by their own party members in the Senate. Yeah. I mean, some yeah. of the most caustic comments coming yeah. about <laughs> the danger of your grid is from the Senate. Uh, I just came across an interesting <laughs> article in The Hill, uh, Shane. It says, playtime is over. We have to put the toys away and have the adults of the room reexert their authority. It's one thing when the issues of a day are identity politics, green energy, organized looting, cashless bail, Trump's legal exposure, political corruption, and who's really in charge of the border when having a president and vice president in power who even <laughs> countless Democrats no longer have faith in it's quite another when the world is teetering on the edge of massive, massive uh, violent conflict or outright nuclear war, and that leadership looks demonstrably lost and feeble. <laughs> well, I don't entirely fault the left for their effort in, in the Green New Deal, because what, what they're trying to create is what the Industrial Revolution created. As you know, 92% of people in the United States in 1899 were in the agricultural field and that changed by 1920 um, over 35 percent were in the industrial revolution so the, the computer was the last big huge jump that took place from reagan to clinton uh you, you know it, it the 45 million new jobs it created the trillions in value and, and wealth that it created were, were hysterical uh, I mean, just amazing. So this technology comes along and, and the Democrats jump on it. 
thinking this is going to be the 21st technology that's going to create, <coughs> I'm still sorry, Thomas, mm. uh, vast numbers of jobs and create great wealth. Well, it started out that way, but it it's not working. Now, mm. what is working, and I know that we've had this, this discussion for over a year, but it's happening faster than even I thought. There are over now a dozen companies uh, creating and have, have built electric flying vehicles of all types uh, for um, delivery, uh, cars, uh, taxis, and, and from South Korea to Japan, Germany, Britain, uh, France, Italy, the United States, not, not Canada yet, but there's so many stories, Tom, I can't even send them all to you, but <laughs> if you just go look at it, folks, electric flying vehicles, EFT, EFT, EFVs, this is going to be the technology of the future. It's going to create over 100 million jobs by now in 2050. It'll be now they're estimating over $2 trillion industry, and it's going to change the world, and the electric car is gone. Um, not the combustion engine, because that that's not going to happen. But face, I mean, um, Amazon within is now delivering packages oh, less than five pounds by drone. <laughs> Imagine this: a, a, pack, a drone flies over at your house. They've given you a little like it looks like a little trampoline, and the and the drone drops comes down at ten feet. It drops it on top of this outside your front door to go out and pick it up. But weight will always be an issue. But mm -hmm. they're phenomenal. You should go online and look at these piece these pieces of equipment. That this drone industry is just uh, well, we we've already seen. It was created basically for war, but now now it's going to change the the 21st century. I'm sorry, I I, I just woke up. Uh, I was I was asleep there for mm -hmm. for a while. You do sleep when I talk. I notice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can see you. Well, <laughs> I I don't see a future for electric flying vehicles. I see a future for possibly hybrid uh, flying vehicles. Uh, hybrid electric and uh, gasoline-powered vehicles, but uh, electric, uh, you got to plug them in, you got to park them somewhere. As I've said many times, I don't, I don't want to go to the Winco parking lot and watch a whole bunch of cars lifting off and figuring out which way to go. And you know, are they just going to fly over the streets? <laughs> As the streets are, they're going to be restricted to that, and they can't fly over anyone's home. Because what if you lose control? You crash into someone's house or the side of a building or something. I don't know. Uh, a lot wow. of uh, restrictions uh, will be placed on these things if they ever do get off the ground. It sounds like a commentator from you know 1910 talking about the car and how it can replace horses and buggies because of the problems and. <laughs> And or or you know the 1930s with airplanes and how how are they going to fly in the air and not crash into each other? That's right. Yeah, it, it, these are all going to be automated. They'll all be run by AI. You just you'll climb into them and uh, it, it's already programmed where to take you and and in and even in the case for you know take one to work. So yeah, uh, there's a lot of rooftops out there that aren't being used for anything and be converted <laughs> into landing areas. And, yeah. <laughs> These don't have large, gigantic propellers. Sorry, Marge, I'm yeah. out of I'm out of electricity. I might have to land on the Baxter. That's right. They'll, they'll have a charger up there. Buddy. I'm sure they will. Yeah. 
more than one probably yeah all of right course. well anyway i i don't know uh i'm and, more and interested you, and more... you will see it you the best i won't is see it see. i won't see it i know lifetime. you will because i'm gonna pay to <laughs> take you on a flight on one yeah right there we go <laughs> fly down here and get me <laughs> I, I will i might yeah. just as, i might just do that right on top of the yeah. baxter well make sure you know where the charging stations are along the way i will i, I yeah of course yeah <laughs> Well, I'm more interested in what's happening today rather than what's going to happen 100 years from now. But uh, why the oil industry is involved in all this? They're Exxon, Exxon, and all the other oil industry corporations in the world plan 30 to 35 years ahead. Okay, they they don't plan for next year. And they want hybrid vehicles. Well, they're planning on what to do with regards to oil and to be relevant. Uh, you know. And be and being a be around and be in existence. I mean, that's the job. Yeah. You know, yep. the, the whales didn't have a vote and said, "Oh, let oil replace us." You know. Yeah. They got lucky. Man found man, mm-hmm. man found oil and and saved the 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 whales. And the coal miners didn't vote and say, "Oh, gee, let's have natural gas and and oil take over." You know, the electrical power grid. Yeah, yeah. You know, it started out at sixty eight to. 70% of the power grid in 1820, 25 was coal. And, and you know, there were dams and a couple other sources of, of uh, some, wind, some windmills that, that generated uh, rural, rural electricity. But uh, everything has a transgression, and, and we're in the middle of one, a very big one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh... <laughs> Talking about fake news, what network, what network news channel paid almost a billion dollars to keep their lives from being exposed in court? Uh, Tom, you must have stock in oil and gas companies because you don't like electricity. I love electricity. Trust me, man. <laughs> I love electricity. I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, if you've got roads for cars to drive on, that's fine. If they're electric cars, that's fine too. I really don't care. But yeah, uh, and, and start- would you tell? <laughs> When you, you start flying them? around, that yeah, okay. gets a little more all right, serious. All right, all right. That's not what's important. Look, you and I have talked about this for 20 years. Look, no industry without ball bearings. No ball bearings without lubrication. Right. So the, first need, the first need of oil is lubrication for all industry we have around the world. Number That's two, right. Yeah. Everything you walk through, use everything. It's like now over 95%. Over 95% of everything you see, use, or own is created from petrochemicals. Oh, oil. Right. So with the, with the world population 8.5 billion and how petrochemicals and plastics have protected the world and provided more opportunity for growth of population and feeding and food manufacturing and, so, and on and on and on, we, we need oil and 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 gas for other purposes than to run trains, planes, or automobiles. We know that. Oh, here's a phone call. I know. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We've Let's got go. a phone call. 406-522-TALK is the number. 406-522-8255. Caller, you are on with Tom and Shane. What's up? Well, you're not on uh, 1040. I'm sorry? You're not on 1340. We're not 13, on? Yeah. No, it's uh, she's talking about it in Livingston, Shane. Oh, I'm sorry. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, I don't know. I didn't know we weren't on there. So, well, they 
I've been off the air for I'm really huh. yeah. Wow, I I I hadn't I haven't been over to Livingston, so I haven't had the opportunity to check it out. So, well, I uh, uh, the best I can do right now is text the engineer. Maybe they'll get back to me before the end of the show, and uh, I can let you know what's what's up. Oh, you guys aren't on an FM. Uh, ninety-five one FM. Oh, 95.1? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I- yeah, you can try that. Um, Maybe uh, maybe you can pick us up over there. Yeah, we're on fourteen fifty, thirteen forty, and ninety five one. Wow. What so, what are the other two? Thirteen forty in Livingston, fourteen fifty in Bozeman, and ninety five one wherever FM wherever it goes. I guess so. Oh, that's cool. Well, get on them. Yeah, try try ninety five one. Maybe you can get us there. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's going on over in Livingston. I know for a while the station was up for sale over there. I'm not sure what what's going on with that, whether it's sold or whether it's uh, that fell through or or what. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, talking about faith. Uh, we did that already. Uh, let's see. Tom, you must have stock in oil and gas. Well, I, I must have because I, I want the lubricants. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yeah. And the petrochemicals. <laughs> uh, I think you guys need to get educated on the future of electric vehicles. It's not your grandfather's car. Yeah, well. And, and, and it's not the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as Israeli and guns, if they're assigned a weapon, they usually keep it while they're in service. So once their time is up, the weapon goes back to the army. No, when soldiers are given equipment they sign for it and when uh, they are discharged they have to return uh, every single item and i believe we said that earlier that um yeah they don't they don't get to, they don't get a gun assigned to them for life so well well and, and i think it's important to, to say too that one of the reasons uh israelis accept that the, the rules about guns and carrying a gun mm-hmm. is twofold they, they don't want to be misconstrued as a terrorists or you know on the street or whatever but more importantly they've been they had been convinced by their government like you yeah. have mm-hmm. you know that the government's protecting you yeah. uh, americans believe that mm-hmm. they don't believe there's any terrorists coming across the border they don't believe there's any terrorists now they believe that americans on you know the 6th of january wanted to overthrow your government yeah but they, you know they have full belief that mm-hmm. that uh, your government your elected representatives the military it has is protecting them, yeah. so you know a nine eleven brought you know uh, brought brought that out and yeah. uh, you know and everything has changed since then as as we as we know it. So. And they also don't believe that the um, uh, they don't believe babies were decapitated. They don't believe people were burned alive. Right. They don't believe people dragged out of their homes, raped on the streets, killed on the streets. Uh, they don't believe that uh, that the uh, Hamas uh, bombed the hospital. So there nope. you go. So that's why I say, you know, it's uh, the news to, is is not your friend any longer. <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> quite apparent, isn't it? Like, yeah, particularly with the emails you get. That's it's, for sure, <laughs> and the texts. Yeah. yeah, text line four zero six four seven eight eight two nine eight. First thing that Israel did when war broke out was to ease the standards for gun ownership. Well, they didn't re- they didn't ease them very much. <laughs> you still got to. Speak Hebrew and uh, do all the other things. Uh, they're they're 
you know, going to make it maybe easier for more people to apply. Uh, one of the things they were going to do is you could apply over the phone rather than going in in person. You used to have to go well, in in person. Now you could apply by phone. Well, you know, one, one of the most difficult airlines to fly in is LL, um, the Israeli airline. And one of the most difficult places to get into uh, is uh, Taiwan and Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when you go to Israel, and typically any airport getting there that you may disembark to get on another plane, you mm-hmm. will meet some Israeli uh, government official who will question you while you're there. And when you arrive in Israel, and this happens to you know a lot of people, uh, you know some some have an Israeli past because they're they're mm-hmm. obviously Israeli, but any foreigners that they may you may be questioned up for two hours before that even even though you're just going there to see Bethlehem or mm-hmm. you know you know the Temple Mount if you if you're if you're Islamic yeah it's not an easy country to get into nope that's for sure it definitely is not <laughs> so let's see if we got another caller on the phone 406522talk is the number 406 406- Five two two eight two five five. Caller, you're on with Tom and Shane. What's going on? Is that supposed to be me? That is you. How are you guys doing? I haven't talked to you for a little while. Living our dream. Living our dream. <laughs> yeah, and that's about <laughs> half of my truth. <laughs> what's so going on? What's this, well, what's this deal out here with all this damn weather that we're having? It was supposed to be snow. Yeah. When? Pretty nice, huh? <laughs> well, I can't get it on the damn weather channel. <laughs> Fifty-six degrees outside, according to my uh, my monitor here. Oh, I say it's sunny and seventy. <laughs> uh, I was just curious because I didn't hear anything about the topic. It's like it was, I don't know, maybe my radio's mucked up, but. Uh, all right. It's good to hear you guys on the air. Shane, thanks for still hanging around. Putting Thank up you. Joe Thomas, I know it can be a real pain, you know. Amen. Yeah, the guy's never going to change. No. No. If it works, it, don't fix it. To, it. You know, our, our record says, you know, it's hard to be right. So, yeah. I mean, how can we change if we're right? If it works, don't fix it. That's right, buddy. All right. <laughs> now, listen, uh, for your question about the weather, solar flares. Go Google solar flares. There you go. You're, you're, we're in a maximum minimum of solar flares. Yeah. All right. A maximum extreme of solar flares. The sun's producing more solar flares now. And, and there goes Tom with his arm. Be quiet, Shane. So just, just, <laughs> I'm just, just telling you to watch your time. <laughs> I'm telling you to watch your time. I got to say goodbye soon. Yeah, you, you do. Another yeah. hour with someone else. Yeah, yeah, you do. Coming up, we're gonna uh, we got the uh, recordings of uh, Hyam Brook, Rabbi Hyam Brook, here in town to uh, talk about the Israeli uh, situation and uh, how it affects Bozeman and um, maybe some uh, interesting tidbits about Israel and and uh, all of that. So uh, that'll be coming up uh, the uh, 10, uh, 10 o'clock hour. We'll have two uh, conversations with uh, Rabbi Heimbrook. So. All right. Uh, if someone cashes a million dollars in 10-year treasury notes on time, does that one million add on to the national debt? Also, can you recommend a simple read on our monetary system and stuff like that? Shane, you keep up with that. What's the simple read on our monetary system? 
All interest on all U.S. debt is paid separately by the uh, uh, Treasury Department, so it's not added to your debt. Well, there you go. And uh, do you have a simple uh, a website or somewhere they can go to read? About, uh, you can um, go to both uh, the Federal Reserve and you can go to your Department of uh, Treasury. Uh, the largest contributor to the Department of Treasury is interest that the Federal Reserve uh, generates, and they use that cash mm -hmm. to pay the interest on your debt. So it doesn't create more debt. So I'm guessing it's treasury.gov and federalreserve.gov? You got it, buddy. Okay. Well, try those. If not, let us know next week. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What if, what if you're flying and get a DUI, Shane? <laughs> well, you, 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 you're not flying. It's, it's, you know, it's automated. It, there's no pilot, it's, you know. Oh, I, I want to be able to, what if, what if I, what if I'm going into a flock of birds? I want to be able to turn. Well, it, they, <laughs> I, the AI will determine Oh, that, well, you know? okay, good. Well, yeah, they have radar. You have heard of radar, right? I have, <laughs> but you're, you're going at, uh, you're, you're not, um, you're not above the flight plat, uh, path of... Uh... Tom, they developed that technology in the 1980s for commercial aircraft because there had been several accidents where Say goodbye. did. <laughs> goodbye. Have a nice day. <laughs> be happy, be safe. Live in the moment. Live to work. I, I, I love you, best friend forever, there, Thomas. And we appreciate all the phone calls and hope that uh, if you have the opportunity to do something you love, live to work because... It will make you a much happier person getting up every day to do something you want to do. There you so go. come home with a smile on your face. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening. All right. He's the best best sidekick in radio ever. <laughs> half man, yeah. half amazing. It's Shane Matobin in Kamloops, Canada. Thanks, Shane, so much. Great to have you here every week. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate having you here. So. Well, right. I'll call back if you're flying solo in and have Okay. <laughs> this doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. So we'll be right back with I Am Brooke right after the news. We're speaking with I Am Brooke, uh, the rabbi here locally in Bozeman. The, me too. Uh, you and I usually meet on holidays, Jewish holidays, and celebrate and have a good time. And uh, now, uh, last Saturday, a horrendous, uh, a heinous event uh, happened in uh, Israel, uh, attacked by uh, the uh, terrorist group Hamas. For the benefit of listeners who may not be familiar with the area of Israel, I mean, they know where Israel is or whatever. But, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you got Gaza, you got the West Bank, you got the Golan Heights, you've got uh, the Israel itself. Can you give us a little history of uh, we know Israel uh, was awarded by the UN in '48. We're going to go way back. We're going to go way early. Well, well, I mean, okay, first of yeah. all, I, I, you, know, you, you mentioned that I normally come in here for, for holidays. You know, Passover, we're celebrating the exodus from Egypt. Purim, we're celebrating our beating Haman in, in, in the Persian Empire. Um, Hanukkah, beating the Syrian Greeks. So you're right. Normally, we come here to, to celebrate historical victories of good over evil. Sadly, today I'm talking here about modern-day Nazism, modern-day cruelty, barbarism that's unheard of. So I do think context of the, la the landscape in the Middle East is vital. So 
obviously what I'm sharing with you is from the Jewish tradition. God gives Abraham the land of Israel, or as it was called back then, the land of Canaan, um, 4,000 years ago. Um, and from that day on, there's always been a presence in the land of Israel of descendants of Abraham, meaning Jewish people. So his son Jacob lives, you know, his son Isaac lives in Israel, in the south of Israel, actually, not too far from what today we call Gaza. His grandson Jacob goes to his uncle's house in Syria, but comes back with a big family and settles in the land of Israel in Nablus. And that goes on throughout history. You know, we have uh, eventually the uh, King David and Solomon. You know, Solomon builds this beautiful temple on the Temple Mount. And eventually that's destroyed 410 years later by the Babylonians. They exile the majority of the Jews out of Israel. Then we have a second temple. Ezra and Nehemiah build that one, destroyed by the Romans. And it goes back and forth like that. You know, the Byzantine Empire, the Ottoman Empire, the British Mandate of Palestine, the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the Crusades came into Israel. You name it, it's all gone through that part of the world. <laughs> the, the one thing that's always been is that the Jewish people have always been there. And mm -hmm. even when we've been expelled and exiled, it's always been our ancient homeland. You know, mm -hmm. I, I find it interesting that it, Muslims pray <laughs> to Mecca, right? That's their that's their central place of holiness in Saudi Arabia. Christians consider Nazareth or Bethlehem as holy places. The Jews are the only people that, for the last three thousand years, have been praying towards Jerusalem. Today, the Arabs claim that the Temple Mount is there, but historically, it's simply BS. There was two Jewish temples, one built by Solomon, one built by Ezra and Nehemiah. There was never a mosque on the Temple Mount until recently because Islam didn't even exist when these two temples existed. You know, they say the story about the Israeli ambassador who came to the UN and he said, you know, it's really unfair that when Moses was crossing the Jordan River to go to Israel, he put his shoes, he took off his shoes and left it at the side of the water and an Arab came, a Palestinian came and stole the shoes. So the Arab member of the UN started screaming, that's a lie, it's a lie. There were no Palestinians back then. And the Israeli said, well, on that note, I'll begin my speech. Yeah. Right? And so I think we bought in as America to an entire, and it's sad to say, because I'm an American, I'm a proud American, we brought into a narrative about the Middle East and about the geopolitics of the Middle East as if somehow there's two sides to this coin. Right? Israel's colonials. You look at the, their colonists, look at, the, look at the map of the Middle East, going from Egypt to Nigeria to Morocco to Saudi Arabia to Iran to Afghanistan, Pakistan. The, talk about colonialism? How, how do the Muslims get 80 countries in the Middle East and Israel has one sliver piece of land the size of Rhode Island? And even if you're going to claim, which I think is, is not you, but I'm saying if the world claims that somehow in 1948 the UN had no choice, Jews were coming to their homeland. Their only part in the process was to sort of split the land between the Palestinians and the Arabs. I mean, between the Palestinians and the Jews, and they weren't even called Palestinians back then. It's a new made-up name. The Yasser Arafat did a very good, very good job of selling it. They called Arabs, the Arabs and the Jews. Even if so, that does not mean that in the name of whatever ideology you have, you come in and slaughter, slit the throats of babies and burn them alive. So the fact that anyone in America yeah. would... Okay defend that is, is just that in itself is cruel yeah um one of the things uh, i wanted to touch with you on um in i guess it was in 2005 that gaza became uh, a palestinian uh colony to use a better word i guess or another word 2005 yeah and they elected a hamas government i understand in 2007 correct so that's kind of where this whole thing started 
Well, that's not where it started. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it's it's the genesis of of where we are today. Where we where we ended up today. Correct, yeah. and, and and we have to call a spade a spade. Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon, Arik Sharon, famous warrior general, made a colossal mistake. There's a lot of debate in Israel as to how he made the mistake and why he made the mistake, or whether it was deliberate because he was trying to appease certain people. He shouldn't get him in trouble for other things he was up to. But the bottom line is, he decided with his government withdraw the Jews from the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip used to be split. There were Arabs in the north, Jews in the south of the Gaza Strip. Yeah. So the Jews were closer to the border with Egypt. The Arabs were closer, the, the Palestinians were in the north. He says, you know, we're going to take all the Jews out. We're going to give them the whole Gaza so they can have their own state. Mm -hmm. And they should stop telling us that we're occupiers, right? So we gave them everything. We 12,000 Jews were taken out of their beautiful homes on the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. Taken out, schlepped out. And, and, and till today, those people don't have homes. They're living in caravans. They were promised by their government that they're going to have homes to replace. They never got homes. Yeah. The governments tend to do that. They promise you things they don't fulfill. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we gave it to them. And everyone that knew a little bit about the mentality of the Muslim world, and especially the Islamic jihadist world, knew that it just means they're going to have more territory to launch their wars against mm -hmm. Israel. And ever since, from 2005... No. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've had these constant uh, barrages of rockets. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for Iron Dome. Yeah, I think the last one was 2021. 20, uh, uh, they had some in 2018. Um, you know, there were several. That doesn't stop. Yeah. And, yeah. and every time the, humani the humanitarian help comes from the EU or the U.S. or the Gulf states, mm -hmm. and they get all this mm -hmm. money, instead of using it for humanitarian aid, they're using it to build... 7,000 rockets landed in Israel this week. Yeah. Someone's got to pay for that. Mm -hmm. right? And so, and tunnels are built with the concrete that's officially being used to build homes. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I as a mm -hmm. Jew, we hate war. We despise mm -hmm. war. Yeah. And there's I've been, in, I've been in war, and I, I, I've seen it up close and I'm personal. Sure. And I, I have to and, say that yeah. it's people like you uh, and... All the other tens of thousands of veterans here in Montana, yeah. who actually are the ones that understand the reality in Israel the best, yeah. because you've looked evil in the eye. Yeah. And now we've all—I mean, thanks to social media. If there's any perk, if there's any perk of having social media is that today we don't have to wait for CNN or Fox to give us the news. And the yeah. images of the burned bodies and the slip and, 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 and the beheaded yeah. babies mm -hmm. are everywhere. Yeah. You can't deny them anymore. And to tell me that there's any type of moral equivalency between a person and a yep. movement that believes in, in beheading mm -hmm. children, and an army that does everything in their in, in their ability to never hit, hit a civilian. Yeah. Right? We, mm -hmm. the Israeli army protects its civilians. That's why they're there. Hamas uses civilians as their protection. Yeah. To make a moral equivalency with that is either you're a liar, or you're super ignorant, which is not an excuse today. Don't be ignorant. You can't be ignorant because there's lives mm -hmm. on the line. Yeah. And I have been incredibly, incredibly overwhelmed with gratitude to the point that the first 48 hours after the holiday ended and my phone was turned back on, every time someone called the office at our synagogue, all I did when I heard them talking and they were all calling to, to lend support and, mm -hmm. and tell us that they're praying for them, I just burst out crying. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even respond to them because I was so emotional. When you see 1,200 mm -hmm. of you, the Jewish people are a family. Mm -hmm. We always have been. We got our issues, like every family. Yeah. You know, family, you don't always have to mm -hmm. get along, but we're, at the end of the day, we're family. Yeah. 1,200, middle of a... The most joy, you know, the holiday on the Sabbath. Last yeah, you week, had a holiday it, on Saturday, yeah. Called Simchat Torah, the joy of the Torah, the joy of the five books of Moses. It's a holiday that's entire existence is for joy. And to wake up on that holiday and find out that... Do you think it was deliberately picked for that holiday? It's hard to know. Yeah. It's hard to know. Um, I, I think the Sabbath was definitely picked as a deliberate day. Yeah. They know that Israel, you know, there's so many people that are, you know, committed to observing the Sabbath. Yeah. 
um, that they're just a little off guard. Yeah. Whether they knew it was, you know, uh, mm-hmm. based on what they actually did and how strategic they were, I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, I could venture to say yeah. what I want. I don't know. But now they've issued a today is the day of the of the jihad tour. The uh, Middle Eastern countries, I no, guess, they are it everywhere. Yeah, it well, that's what. Well, everywhere. yeah, but I mean, mostly with Middle Eastern uh, folks are going to be the. I mean, the FBI, uh, the FBI yeah. reached out to me twice already this week because the threat was officially le- leveled to uh, everyone around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, here in Bozeman, I mean, our synagogue does have security. We always have, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. we're working with the police department and the sheriff's sure. office, and we have no choice. Yeah. Because I could say all I wanted, this is Montana, and people are nice. It's true. People are incredible in Montana. But all you need is one crazy uh, jihadist who's been, you know, inspired by... Well, we we do have a university here that has uh, people from all over the world uh, here. So, um, you know, we we would hope that that doesn't spill off into you know something negative for our for our city we haven't seen any of that. we have in not my, in, yeah. my, in, in almost 17 years in bozeman i've never mm-hmm. seen it i think president cruzado and her team mm-hmm. yeah. have done an incredible job of keeping msu mm-hmm. a safe place mm-hmm. even a few weeks ago unrelated to this hamas attack there was one floor in one of the dormitories that had some swastikas drawn on mm-hmm. one of the floors um, mm-hmm. including on a floor where there's a jewish student it wasn't mm-hmm. targeting the student it was just it was just there. But the yeah. university was on top of it. They dealt with it. They found yeah. the perpetrators. They held them accountable. Thank yeah. God. I mean, I don't yeah. think they need to go to prison. No, it's not a crime. It's yeah. just a stupid moral act. But the mm-hmm. point is, I think the school mm-hmm. takes it seriously. I mean, I have an open line to the president of the university whenever mm-hmm. I need. Um, and I think mm-hmm. the leadership in Montana has done mm-hmm. a, an incredible job of ensuring that the Jews of the state, they did this both when there was the white supremacist attack in Whitefish, the, the yeah. online mm-hmm. uh, torture that was done there. Yeah. Um, and back then it was different representatives, but I mean, by the time the Sabbath, the holiday ended, my phone had messages from the governor, both senators, both congressmen. Mm-hmm. And at the event we had, at the, at the solidarity event, the mayor was there, the deputy mayor Cunningham was there, mm-hmm. the ex-mayor Krause was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. people showed up and that, yeah. that mm-hmm. I, I'm not really into that, but this time around, yeah. it meant the world to me because... Mm-hmm. It's a scary thought to think that someone wants to stab yeah. your throat. Well, anything that anything that affects the people of Bozeman, we certainly want to rally around those people. You know, particularly when it's such a heinous event as um, you know as happened here. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking with uh, Rabbi Haim Brook. Uh, here in Bozeman. Oh, of Montana, your favorite word. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> Say a couple Hail Marys for me, huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, um, the, other, uh, the other things um, that have been going on, uh, the countries around, you got Egypt, you got Jordan, uh, you got um, uh, Syria. Syria is there Lebanon. as well, Lebanon. Um, We've we've heard uh, things coming out of Le- Lebanon, attacks coming out of Lebanon, uh, as well. Uh, some rockets and things coming out of out of that area. Lebanon uh, is one of the biggest tragedies. Yeah, there. Yeah, a that's a country that was a big chunk of the population was Druze. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like split in three: Druze, Christian, and Muslim, and they had great leadership and. It was considered the Paris of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. they joke. They say Paris looks like the Beirut of, the, of Europe. Yeah. You know, they switched their roles. But the point mm-hmm. is that it was a beautiful mm-hmm. country. Then Nasrallah came in yeah. with Hezbollah, with Hezbollah yeah. and turned that country into a total, total mm-hmm. poverty-stricken, no tourism, 
And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. the claim a, is that Nasrallah has yeah. 100,000 rockets aimed at Israel. Yeah. The, but he would be making a very, very big mistake. I almost, part of me would like him to shoot some rockets now, because mm -hmm. Israel's in the mood of just eradicating, and so, yeah. go shoot some rockets, see where that gets you right now. But America warned, mm -hmm. and President Biden made a warning. Yeah. It was unequivocal. Yeah. Any other nation that should, any other group that, that decides to join this yeah. uh, terror against Israel, America's going to intervene. Now I'm not a big I'm not big on America intervening and sending troops, and I don't know that they would send troops. But yeah. you don't have to send troops these days. You know, drones do great jobs these days if you need. Yeah, them. I was gonna say you don't yeah. you don't necessarily I, need a, on on the on right. boots I mean, on the ground. Like, I don't like bloodshed. It's mm -hmm. against my every fiber of my of course. being. I love a world where everyone gets along. I mean, I've been to the mosque here in Bozeman over the years, and I don't it's not like I needed to pray there. I just wanted to meet the guys. I believe in. Mm -hmm. You know, living sure. side by side and respecting people, human mm -hmm. dignity, recognizing every human being is created in the image mm -hmm. of God. But when you're dealing with modern day Nazism, mm -hmm. there can't be compromise. Because when you compromise with a Nazi, that's yeah. basically you saying that certain lives don't mm -hmm. matter. Yeah. And we don't, we can't afford that. The Jews went through a Holocaust once. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do it again. Yeah. And even if the UN, the, mm -hmm. you know, condemns us, we'll, still, we'll tell them go to hell and we'll move on. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is I heard that uh, Egypt closed their borders, so no one from Gaza uh, would be able to go into Egypt uh, either permanently or or temporarily for safety. The way, Israel's, uh, the way Israel's news is reporting it is that America, Secretary of State Blinken and others were working really hard trying to get a humanitarian corridor yeah. to allow people from Gaza... Um, in order, there should be. Yeah, they talked about casualties. a safe zone. Even or... letting know, even let, let them go to Saudi Arabia. But the, the, here's the, the the truth that no one wants to talk about. For the last fifty years, nobody wants to take in the Arabs. Go look. You, if, if, I, I think people would 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 be fascinated to know that in Jordan and Lebanon, uh -huh. Palestinians are are living in encampments. Yeah. They don't have their own, their own cities. They're living in refugee camps. They don't have any of the amenities that anyone else has. It's almost like the blacks were treated in South Africa. But somehow the Jews are at fault when we give them big yeah. swaths of land. And you won't even let them in. Yeah. Right? And so... They were treated much like the, the blacks were in the South. They, and the, no, not and more. The, they are. Well. And when Syria decided... That they, <laughs> yeah. Not Syria. When Jordan decided they don't want the Palestinians, they slaughtered 30,000 of them yeah. in the 1970s. Has anyone said a word about it? Mm. The point is, the Arabs are using Gaza as almost like a fundraising tool. Yeah. You know, we need those guys to be the poor Palestinians so that we could say that, you know, we can use it as a negotiating pawn. These are not pawns, these are people. The people living in Gaza, most of them are not Hamas terrorists. The sad thing is they're Hamas terrorist sympathizers. Yeah. And if you're going to sympathize with terrorists and empathize with terrorists, you're going to have to pay a price. I don't, again, I, I, mm -hmm. I'm glad that Israel gave them the option to leave. The fact that Egypt won't let them in, yeah. and Israel's being blamed. You have there's only one exit at yeah. coming into Israel. There's one Arab country that borders with them. They have an open border. It's called I think it's called the Rafah border, the Rafah crossing. Go. Yeah. You have the whole Sinai Desert. You can fill the whole Gaza in the Sinai Desert in five seconds. But no, they won't let them in. Yeah. And so again, depending on where you get your news, not people in America either do or don't. Oh yeah, yeah go Palestine. What do you yeah. know about Palestine? I saw this great uh, meme. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was queers for Palestine. Right? Yeah. Do they mm -hmm. know that if you're gay yeah. in Gaza, they throw you off a roof? Yeah. Do you even realize that? <laughs> they don't realize that. It's like yeah. it's saying chicken for Chick Fil A, chickens for Chick Fil A. Yeah. What are you queers for Palestine? It makes no sense. Yeah. But that's what we're dealing with with ignorance to a level of mm -hmm. um, yeah. cluelessness that is a dangerous thing. Yeah. The Allied forces had to, unfortunately, when they were bombing Germany, I'm sure civilians died. Yeah. 
What are you going to do? Let the Nazis continue the Holocaust because yeah. the civilians? It makes no sense. Well, that's what I said. I uh, I recently wrote an article um, about uh, maybe revising the Geneva Convention when the other side has no rules of engagement at all, and you know you've got to abide by humanitarian uh, you know conduct and. When you're dealing with, I also we went we went through the same thing in Vietnam with the Viet Cong, very ruthless people. I mean, right. they would kill the leaders in front of the village to, uh, you know, to send a message. Yeah, I mean, they would just uh, cut people up in in public. I, I also, I, I, you know, I, I think a lot about the the um, selective, the selective, the, the choice that people make and when they're going to utilize their human rights uh, emotional outburst. Yeah. Yemen. <laughs> Yemen has 20 million people starving to death because of the Hutsi and the Tutsis, whatever they're called, fighting yeah. over there. And the world <laughs> says nothing. Yeah. Israel's defending its citizens from people slaughtering their throats and, and chopping off their heads. <laughs> and suddenly the whole world's, oh, well, what happened to the people of Yemen? People yeah. of Syria? Mm-hmm. People of Libya? Where's the UN? Where's everybody? <laughs> yeah, where's all right? If you're just joining us, we're talking with um, Chaim Brook of uh, Rabbi here in Bozeman, and we're going to continue the conversation on the other side of the news. So uh, we're happy to have Chaim Brook with us too. When we come back, uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the effect in Bozeman of uh, these uh, events that took place last Saturday and all week long, and uh, we'll be back with that right after the news. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, a little conversation with uh, Hyam Brook there. We're going to continue that conversation in the next half hour. Uh, right now, though, I need to remind you that Sacramento State's going to take on MSU tonight at 8.30 p.m. Uh, that'll be on our sister station, XL Country, 100.7 on your FM dial. And also, I've got to let you know that Bozeman Magazine is doing their Reader's Choice uh, vote again. And uh, Tom and Shane are up for several awards under Media and Info. Uh, All you need to do is head over to bozemanmagazine.com, click on Bozeman Choice in the black uh, banner up at the top of the page, and uh, head down to uh, Info, uh, Media and Info, and Tom and Shane are in for uh, several awards best djs best uh, best program uh luscious voice which i've won before which is obvious i uh, should uh, uh i don't know why anybody else even enters that uh when i'm in there so but uh yeah we're gonna uh we hope that um that you'll uh, go over there and vote. Uh, All of our competition is on five days a week. Uh, We're only on one day a week, so we really need a groundswell of grassroots uh, to go over there and help us out. Uh, Go to bozemanmagazine.com, click on uh, uh, Bozeman's Choice in the black banner at the top of the page, and uh, you'll uh, be directed on where to go. We're under media and info. There's several things you can vote for over there, uh, best restaurants, uh, best uh, activity, uh, best uh, this, best that. They've got a whole bunch of different categories, but uh, Tom and Shane will be under media and info, and we hope that you will uh, check that out because, um, you know, we really need your, your support. I sound like, uh, I sound like I'm uh, a PBS. <laughs> we'll send you 10 CDs of Tom and Shane if you vote for us, so... I don't know what we're going to do there. So, but uh, coming up, uh, we're going to have our second uh, uh, talk with uh, uh, Rabbi uh, Brooke, uh, very informative guy. Very, 
he's very energetic, as you could tell from the previous uh, segment. But uh, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, local uh, Bozeman things uh, as uh, we get close to that. So we'll be uh, we'll be resuming the conversation with him uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, we got news coming up at the bottom of the hour. So uh, we hope you'll stay tuned uh, for the second half of our conversation with uh, with Rabbi Brooke. And uh, I think you'll find it very informative. So we're taking a short break. We'll be right back with the second half of our interview with Haim Brook right after this. Welcome back. We're talking with uh, Haim Brook, the rabbi here in uh, Bozeman. And we want to talk a little bit about, obviously, uh, this is several thousand miles away, but the ramifications of last Saturday, uh, rain here as well. Uh, the people of Bozeman, uh, uh, non-Jews, uh, Jews, uh, Christians, uh, you name it, uh, even even atheists, I think, are are looking at this and saying, "Hey, this this is not uh, a good okay. thing. It's not a good thing." And and you know, well, obviously, the local level we have about in, throughout the state that I know of is probably about thirty Israelis in Montana, maybe a little more. Obviously, to them, it shakes them to the core. My father and his wife live in Jerusalem. Uh, my nephew, who's 19 years old, turning 20 on Monday, I believe, is uh, serving in the IDF. He's a kid from Florida. He's not an Israeli. He just went to serve his The homeland. Israeli Defense Force. Israeli Defense Force. Yeah. Uh, my uncle and aunt live in Zdarot, which is right by the border of Gaza. And my first cousin had a rocket land in her living room. Thank God she wasn't home. And I get calls all day from Jews around the state. There, there isn't a Jew that I know in Montana. It doesn't have a friend, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, uh, somebody in the mm-hmm. land of Israel, which is, I think, Hamas really miscalculated, and terrorists tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chances are if Hitler wouldn't try to conquer the whole world, he would have had Germany no problem. Yeah. problem is he went a little too far. When you go a little too far, yeah. the world wakes up. And I think what they, in addition to the mm-hmm. non-Jewish world, the religious world, humanitarian world, like you mm-hmm. said, even atheists. Yeah. I have atheists coming to do prayers. What do you mean with prayer? I don't believe in God, but I'm going to pray that the Jewish people somehow find what they need during this time. The amount of calls I've gotten and emails mm-hmm. and it's been yeah. incredible, but I think it's more than that. They, they, you know, Israel, especially the, the country of Israel, has had a major rift the last nine to ten months about democracy. Mm-hmm. It's a big mm-hmm. war about their... They don't have a constitution in Israel, so they've been killing each other over whether Netanyahu is trying to turn it into a dictatorship, which... Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to get a little bit more power. I doubt I'd call that a dictatorship, but others, you know, are. And Israel's been demonstrating in the streets, and, and guess what? The last week, they've yeah. united the Jewish people left and right, religious and secular, Ethiopian and, and, and mm-hmm. Caucasian. There's no divisions anymore. Yeah. We are united people, and it's worldwide. And when the Jewish people are united, there's nothing that can, that can mess with us. So they really hit us at our core in the most brutal way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will pay for that, not just in the war zone, but in the brightness that will be brought into humanity as a result of the bar- barbarism. I think people are genuinely looking to do goodness right now because they saw such evil, and they can't yeah. believe. I mean, the 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 U.S. defense what's his name, defense secretary Lloyd Austin, mm-hmm. said today yeah. when he was in Israel that it's worse than he's seen from ISIS. Yeah, the images that he saw coming out of Gaza, of what they did on the border of Gaza is worse than ISIS. Yeah. What does that tell you? Well, some people think this is ISIS. It's a you know, it's a, yeah, 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 you can call, you can call, you can call, you can call them whatever you want, yeah. You know, I mean, my wife had a a friend on Instagram who posted this incredible 
I mean, it's a meme, and it's <laughs> yeah. signed by someone named You Sound Dumb. It's a good, <laughs> yeah, and it, right. says, it says as follows. <laughs> the Holocaust was sad, but we must also hold space for the Germans who were suffering after World War I. <laughs> after all, the Jews were to blame for the inflation they were experiencing, and we can't lose sight of the bigger picture of what led the Germans to exterminate the Jews. Yeah. They were resisting the selfish, greedy communists who had no right to be living in Europe. And it's sad what happened, but we can't ignore why. Anyway, let's pray for peace. Right. Yeah. And that's a lot of the BS we hear here in America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, why are there terrorists, right? They always tell us there's terrorists because of occupation. How yeah. could you call it occupation? We gave you the whole damn Gaza Strip yeah. in 2005. So 18 years ago, we gave you the entire Gaza Strip. You yeah. could have turned it into the Taj Mahal. You could have turned it into the new Beirut that it used to be. Yeah. You had infrastructure. You had trucks coming in and out. We employ, by the way, half yeah. of Gaza is employed in Israel. They cross mm -hmm. the border. They cross into Israel every day. We offered you a state. What did you do? Yeah. You put rockets in hospitals, universities. You put rockets in kindergartens. Mm -hmm. And then when the Jewish people come and shoot back to defend ourselves. You say, oh my gosh, you're killing children. Who put the rockets with the children? Yeah. Right? We, we, you had pipes for water pipes. You could have irrigation. You took the pipes out of the ground and turned them into materials for rockets. Is that our fault too? When you have a charter, and the Hamas mm -hmm. charter states clearly, its goal is the eradication of the entire state of Israel. That's where it comes from, from the uh, river to the sea, right? Palestine will be free. Mm -hmm. Where's the river? The Jordan River. Where's the sea? The Mediterranean Sea. Basically, you want to eradicate the entire Jewish nation out of Israel. And yeah. that's why um, mm -hmm. a great leader once said, I don't remember who it was, an Israeli leader who said, if we put down our, our arms, there won't be any Jews left. Yeah. If they put down their arms, there'll be peace. And mm -hmm. that's just a fact. Yeah. I've never met anyone go on a subway and see a Jewish guy walk on and go, oh, I better duck. Yeah. Right? It's just not who we are. <laughs> we got our problems. Yeah. But we're not the ones that are looking to spill blood. We know way too well the cost of bloodshed. We don't want to see that in anyone. Well, we're also seeing a lot of demonstrations all over uh, universities. And uh, I, I guess if there is any uh, proof of uh, liberalism on university campuses, it's well documented now, well, uh, to me anyway. But I think what's going on on campus is also impressive, and that is... Yes, the the mm -hmm. there are people siding with both sides. Woke yeah. Antifa, BLM mm -hmm. groups are associating themselves with the Palestinians, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and and I have to be honest. I mean, it's it's very hard to hear some of the things they're saying on the I campuses. Yeah. I mean, they're basically um, in one campus. I think it was UW mm -hmm. in Seattle. They were saying like they're happy about the rapes. Yeah. I mean, this is this is insanity. Well, some of them were just denying that all that was disproven or so, debunked so, or so, whatever. So, but I think what's happening is that the more the more anti-Israel, especially under these circumstances, the groups become. There's many many liberal Jews, including college kids, who have relatives in Israel. Yeah. Oh and yeah. You have to remember the villages that were destroyed, that were just mm -hmm. uh, ransacked, and 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 where the murders took place are mostly left-wing. Parts of the country, mm -hmm. secular left-wing Jews that were murdered. So it means their family, wherever they are, are chances are they're mm -hmm. left-wing or left-leaning, anti-Netanyahu, uh, mm -hmm. not super religious. But when you kill and slit the throat of my best friend, and you want yeah. me to stand on a college campus and say and, that I'm and okay with that's what's okay, coming out of yeah. your mouth, mm -hmm. and I think it's a time for some yeah. inner re inner mm -hmm. searching of our soul, of our country. Yeah. Right? I tell people for a long mm -hmm. time before you send your kid to a college campus, maybe send them to a uh, tech school where they'll learn. You know how to be an engineer or a plumber, yeah. or, you know, a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a vocational, vocational school, school yeah. to get a job without being indoctrinated with horrible things, not just about Jews, but mm -hmm. yeah. here, here in Bozeman, I got a frantic call on Wednesday from a parent who has a kid at the local high school 
where the teacher was saying it's terrible what happened to the to the, to the Jews, but you have to understand. I have to understand. Yeah. I have to understand why Jews are being beheaded. Yeah. What, what, what planet are we on? Yeah. 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 What's the weather there? But we are a we, we are a resilient yeah. people, yeah. and not just in physical might, but in spiritual power. We are a spiritual powerhouse. You, what happened this week is millions of Jews gathered in synagogues and Jewish centers and public squares around the world to pray mm-hmm. and to give charity and to study our ancient five books of Moses, the Torah. You can't mess with that level of light, with that level mm-hmm. of devotion to a spiritual, more refined form of living. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we are mourning this week. In Judaism, you know, Shiva is the mourning process. We mourn for a week after someone. But when we're done mourning and all the families get to bury their dead, because remember, most of the dead are not buried yet because Israel's still trying to find bodies and it's a it's a right, it's yeah. a it's a it's a mass casualty disaster mm-hmm. and we still of course have those that are being held captive including some 30 babies toddlers that are being held in Gaza yeah. but when we get that all figured out and we have all our mourning done mm-hmm. we're going to move forward I'm going to move forward with joy with alacrity with mm-hmm. excitement to serve our creator and humanity and nothing can come in the way of that you know a little candle yeah. dispels so much darkness Right, you don't need a big flashlight. If you need to get into the room yeah. and it's dark, you just have even a little flashlight. Your phone flashlight gets you through what you need. And we're going to continue to provide that light for the world. And no amount of threats and jihadist threats and Friday threats. We're going to threaten you on Friday, on Tuesday. Yes, we'll do what we have to do to have security. But at the end of the day, you're never going to stop us from praying. You're never going to stop us from mm-hmm. devoting ourselves to a higher cause. And that's what makes us the people that have survived 4,000 years of craziness. Because we have so much more to live for. And we believe mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. We love life. We want to live it up. And these people have an ideology of death. They think that if they die, they're going to get 72 virgins. I think they're going to get 72 people waiting for them, but it ain't going to be virgins. And it's, it's, it's going to be a couple of Jewish uh, people who died at the, at the hands of terrorists will come pay them a visit when they get to their lo- lovely spot in hell. Yeah. If you're just joining us, uh, we're talking with Chaim Brook, uh, rabbi here in Bozeman. And uh, uh, I been on the news all week obviously uh, both locally and nationally uh, thankfully uh, I haven't heard of any demonstrations here in Bozeman at least not yet anyway uh, from either the college or just you know we, we always have people marching down Main Street for some cause uh, but uh, thankfully we haven't seen um, we haven't seen any uh, you know actions against you. You were you were mentioning uh, you have the police and, and uh, private security and, private security and, and whatever, and it's sad that in, in a city like Bozeman that we need that. I couldn't agree more. And uh, I I I sincerely hope it's not needed. Um, you know I I hope that people will understand that. Um, you know that fourteen yeah. years I ran services and I never had security. Yeah. We never had formal security. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. Those yeah. are going to have some congregants that are mm-hmm. always uh, acting as an informal yeah. security. But I think then it, after the Poway shooting, yeah. and then after the Pittsburgh shooting, yeah. like suddenly you, you don't have the luxury anymore. You don't yeah. know where the crazy guy will come from. Yeah, I was going to say around the you know the well the major cities, you have so many people there that you know there's always going to be a segment of society that is not civilized society. I mean, there's just too many people there that, that, you know, they've, whatever their ideology is or whatever their thoughts are, are not going to be good. I, I'm not scared of thoughts. I'm scared of people's actions. Well, that's true, and yeah. And the thing that's going on, you know, I, I, I do think that in Montana, we have a, a 
greater sense of security <laughs> just because of the fact that our society is an armed society. And what do they say? A kind, an armed society is a kind society. Yeah. I think you know people have a lot less of the anxieties that exist in bigger cities yeah. when they're not armed or they're not protected. Mm -hmm. But I, as a leader in the community, have to make a decision. And we pay a lot of money. I mean, we pay upwards of $30,000 a year just to make sure our synagogue in Bozeman, Montana is protected. Yeah. And that tells you all you need to know. Does the mosque mm -hmm. in Bozeman have to be protected? Do any of the churches in Bozeman need to be protected? Yeah. No, because the chances are slim. With the Jews, you don't know. Yeah. Howie's in California, Pittsburgh's in Pennsylvania, Texas, there was the Texas uh, Temple in uh, I New York as well, ago. Brooklyn. And New York, yeah. there's always uh, issues. Yeah. Um, and so we just have to do our part, but not live in fear. Yeah. Now, there's a t teaching in Judaism from one of the great masters about 300 years ago. His name was Nachman of Breslov. He said, the entire mm -hmm. world is a narrow bridge, and the main thing is not to fear. Meaning you've got always walk on a narrow bridge. That's the reality of life. It's fragile. Life can be very, very uh, iffy, mm -hmm. uh, challenging. But as yeah. long as you don't go with fear, you'll get through it. Fear yeah. is a killer of so much joy yeah. and so much um, meaning in life that we just have to... And, and <laughs> you know, right now, obviously, Jews are a little scared. I mean, it shakes you up to the core. Yeah. But we don't live our lives that way. Mm -hmm. And people always ask me from bigger cities, you know, my gosh, does your synagogue have this? Does your synagogue have I'm like, it's Bozeman, man. You should meet my neighbors in the building, the nicest people on earth. You should yeah. have my neighbors near my home. Yeah. I have one neighbor who's a big Trump guy, and I have one neighbor who's the biggest anti-Trump guy, both on their own. They're yeah. good friends, by the way. Yeah. And they came on their own to tell me that, by the way, if they ever come for you, Rabbi, we'll stand right there with you. I was going to say, yeah. And it was unsolicited. I wasn't sure. looking for their protection. But that's Montana. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, we saw this Tuesday night when we announced, without any RSVPing, we just announced it's going to be a solidarity for Israel. The room was packed. Yeah. Packed. And, and I would say 50, 60% weren't even Jewish. They wanted to stand with the Jewish people. Yeah. And that tells me all I need to know. Does it guarantee anything? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. But we live in a good place with good people. And I really hope, like you said, I hope it stays that way. And yeah. I think leadership of President Cruzado and her team is really, it, it helps define what kind of campus you're going to have and what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we have. I don't know, there's probably 100 countries or more that are represented at the MSU. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully those folks are here, um, you know, to assimilate with our our feelings of safety and, you know, understanding, uh, you know, and civil communication with each other, not demonstrating and, you know, uh, violence and whatever else. So, again, I can only speak from my history here. Mm -hmm. uh, there was actually a, a student from Saudi Arabia that was started. Well, he he started at MSU, and then he started a little company of importing dates from Saudi Arabia and then selling them in, in America. And he wanted to be certified kosher because he knew this was a big code. And I helped him with the kosher certification. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of these people who thinks that oh, you're Muslim, I better be scared. I took yeah. my family to Morocco. I just mm -hmm. came back with my family this summer in August from South Africa. I, I do mm -hmm. believe in seeing a diverse world mm -hmm. where we can each see the beauty in other human beings. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean I'm an idiot. It yeah. doesn't mean I don't realize that there's a segment of mostly Middle Eastern Muslims. It's not all Muslims, because yeah. there's big countries like Azerbaijan, sure. and, yeah. and uh, even the majority of Turkey, and, mm -hmm. and uh, that, that, are, that are fine with Jews. Kazakhstan, these are countries that are mm -hmm. Muslim. There's an issue in the Middle East. There's a lot of brainwashing that goes on. Yeah. It doesn't mean if I meet a Muslim, the first thing I'm going to do is think he's about to uh, stab me. Yeah. But I'm always going to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> now, if the guy told me he's from uh, you know, uh, Gaza... I may, I may choose a different Uber just to be on the safe side. Sure. The yeah. guy told me he's from Almaty, Kazakhstan. Uh, come on in, Uzbekistan. It's also yeah. uh, they, Go they for it. They yeah. have no beef with the Jews. Yeah. 
And so I think it's yeah. about learning to be safe, smart, but also open to the recognition that human beings are human beings, and the vast, the super majority of them mm-hmm. are extremely kind yeah. and, and gracious to other human beings. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it, this is a sad thing, and this is why I wanted to have you on. As I mentioned earlier, we usually have you here for happy times and holidays and things like that, and this is a particularly uh, unfortunate uh, situation to, but I, I sincerely appreciate you coming in and sharing your thoughts with us because uh, a lot of folks here, uh, you know, that listen to us see, see this, and they don't always realize there's a Bozeman connection. And I think there's also uh, an issue, it's not an issue, but... And Livingston, and Montana, yeah, I don't want to cut anybody out. Right, but I'm saying Montana, there's libertarianism, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes mm-hmm. libertarians, you know, they're like, oh, we shouldn't get involved in all in, in issues worldwide. And by the way, I, I, I may agree with that. Don't get involved. Yeah. Let Israel do what it has to do and get the hell, don't, don't bother us. Yeah. We'll do whatever we have to do to protect our citizens. That's the yeah. job of a government. Mm-hmm. If you can't protect your own citizens yeah. and you're not giving them the ability to protect themselves because Israel does not have a Second Amendment, yeah. then then you better show up and do the job for them. Mm-hmm. And there was a failure there. Somehow yeah. this happened. Going forward, we cannot allow it to happen again, mm-hmm. hopefully with uh, yeah. the, the minimum of civilian casualties along the way. Yeah. Uh, I know one of the reasons you're here being recorded is uh, tech, tech on Saturday, uh, although I have heard that a lot of Jewish people got on planes on Saturday, last Saturday. No, even today. And went. Because, yeah. because when it comes to uh, what we call in Hebrew, when life is on the line, yeah. there's no issues. You can do anything you have to do when there's a life on the line. Exactly, so, yeah. So, yeah, but I... <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a medic. I'm not a soldier. I'm just a rabbi. So my phone was off last Sabbath. It's going to be off this Sabbath. And sure. I can't be on the radio with you. But yeah. At least you got me recorded in advance. There you go. All right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to uh, have you. It's always uh, it's always great to have you here, and I really appreciate you uh, in this hard time. Let's, be, uh, let's get together next time for a joyous occasion. Amen. Let's do. <laughs> not not Jews being slaughtered. Let's well, yeah. well, we'll maybe we'll record you for Hanukkah. Sounds good. Thank you very <laughs> A much. A couple man. months coming. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, uh, Chaim Brook, Rabbi Chaim, Chaim Brook, uh, joining us today. We really appreciate his uh, time and effort with us. So uh, uh, we'll continue with the show uh, right after this. And once again, thanks to Chaim Brook for uh, joining us. Really appreciate him taking the time to. Uh, uh, to come in, a couple of things uh, I want to cover before we leave. One is uh, Bozeman uh, has voted on short-term rentals, and uh, they've uh, they've godfathered in uh, some rentals and and uh, doing uh, things with others. But uh, they tighten his, tighten their grip on short-term rentals on a Tuesday vote, uh, three to one, in favor of a new ordinance which heavily regulates. Short-term rentals uh, where the owner does not live on site, uh, term type 3 by the city. And according to the rules, Bozeman will no longer permit type 3 rentals, which uh, critics say may take up valuable housing that could be used for local workers. So the commissioners uh, opted to allow more than 100 of the type 3 units that are already permitted to continue operating uh, under a grandfather clause, uh, Commissioner Jennifer Magic and uh, Cindy Andrus, who are both up for uh, election, by the way, uh, against each other on this ballot that just went out yesterday, uh, they supported the amendment, uh, citing a shared concern that an outright ban on the Type 3 rentals wouldn't meanfully add to the city's housing stock and could erode um, 
trust in the government. So uh, Bozeman resident uh, Kent uh, Madden was among those who asked commissioners to uh, proceed with caution, saying uh, that a ban on all Type 3 rentals uh, in the uh, city could have uh, unlimited consequences. And in other news, I think they've uh, the city has a, or someone wants to bring a complaint against the city or sue the city uh, based on the uh, housing situation uh, where uh, the, uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what do they call them, the encampments? Uh, no, it's urban camping. That's it. It's urban camping. Uh, so <laughs> we, we always have to sugarcoat uh, the... <laughs> the terminology that we use when we're talking about these things. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quickly before we, uh, have to leave, uh, Bozeman got a grant from the, uh, EPA for uh, 1.6 million. Uh, they got a check, uh, for a grant from the EPA. It will go toward the purchase of 8,000 new trash carts, hundred bear resistant carts, and the creation of the Bozeman Sustainable Organic Management Program uh, that's going to roll out next year. The program will allow for year-round composting, and all subscribers will receive three buckets, blue for trash, green for recycling, and brown for compost. So uh, there you go. Uh, you know, don't don't subsidize our housing. Uh, don't, uh, don't, don't help the poor. Uh, by all means, let's... Uh, Let's keep that new green deal uh, going. Uh, City's also planning on making technological improvements to the current recycling infrastructure. And uh, the check uh, went to uh, Deputy Mayor uh, Terry Cunningham, who said he's thrilled about the impact the money will have. And this program that we are really excited about introducing to the Bozeman residents, educating them about the importance of recycling. And this helps us achieve our climate goals, which are among the most aggressive in the state. So you'll be happy to know that you live in a community where the uh, uh, global warming is, uh, we're, we're attacking it uh, full bore. So, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't worry about it. These goals include reducing CO2 emissions by 26% in the year 2025, having 100% net renewable energy by 2030, and being completely carbon neutral by 2050. So the the 1.6 million will help the city get closer to achieving those goals, and the Bozeman Sustainable Organics Management Program is expected to reduce greenhouse gases by approximately 2,000 metric tons, which is, uh, what would that be, like 0.1%, something like that. So I don't know. Uh, so I sometimes wonder what these people are thinking. I mean, I appreciate the 1.6 billion, uh, you know, or a million to come into our city. Certainly, uh, you know, regardless of how it's used, I guess it'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, you know, used somehow. But, uh, anyway, uh, in, uh, in other news, uh, Trans, transgender sex again is raising its ugly head. Attorneys for a group of transgender and intersex Montanans said this week that they have filed a lawsuit challenging the new law that enshrines binary, excuse me, uh, re, uh, reproduction-based definitions for male, female, and sex across the state's legal code. 
this was Senate Bill 458 that passed uh, this year's GOP-controlled legislature, despite vigorous opposition from Democrats and LGBTQ rights groups, and signed by Gianforte and uh, a Republican whose non-binary adult child was among the bill's public opponents. So, so you got that going for us. So we'll keep track of that, see where that lawsuit goes, if anywhere. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up for me. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to Shane for being with me, as always, every week. He's great. And, uh, of course, we really appreciate you guys out there so much. We really we really need you guys uh, to uh, support the show. And uh, don't forget the uh, Sacramento State. Uh, the Bobcats are at Sacramento State tonight at 830. Uh, that'll be at our sister station, XL 100, um, or XL Country, rather, I should say, 100.7 on your FM dial. And don't forget to vote for Tom and Shane in Bozeman Magazine's Reader's Choice. Uh, go to bozemanmagazine.com and click on the uh, black banner up there where it says Bozeman Choice and vote for Tom and Shane under Media and Info. And until next week, I am out of here. <laughs>